Hey guys, it's Keith. And this is Jesse. And this new player has joined. A podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. And today, Jesse and I are looking at computer screens, looking at lists. That's true. That we've made. Just checking to make sure, did we make the wrong list? Did we put down the wrong game? This, like- this probably sounds more boring than it actually is. <laughs> guys, it's a huge episode. It's the best games of the decade episode. We are recounting 10 years of video game history, talking about... Different categories, best game of this, best game of that, best character, whatever you got. We go through a ton of different categories and talk about the games that impacted us over the last 10 years. There's a lot. Mine were the good ones. Mine were the bad ones. Mine were really good. You're going to like mine. You're going to hate Jesse. You're going to hate mine, and you're going to hate me personally. Jesse doesn't like kittens or puppies. uh, Well, well, the second one's more more harmful to my persona. <laughs> Jesse doesn't like kittens. Yeah, they puke all over the place and they pee and then and then you're like, you're cute and then they grow up into a thing that hates you. But like puppies. Okay, so apparently Jesse really does hate kittens. Nah, I love kittens. <laughs> but like, how are you going to hate a puppy is all I'm saying. I just love you. You could find a reason to hate a kitten. You can't find a reason to hate a puppy. You can find a reason to hate a baby, a kitten, <laughs> puppy. a little, little pig that's young. I don't know what those are called. You could... There's a porklet? Most of the episode's gonna be this. You're gonna you're gonna hear me trying to think of the name for <laughs> calves. You're gonna hate calves. This Wait, is what? We're little cows. We're talking about I don't know what they are. We're talking about the best video games of the decade. Let's jump in. This is New Players Joins. Words have never been said. I, for, I don't know why I thought you were going to say World Star. World Star. World Star. Like you and I were just going to have to fight. I go to all the <laughs> de- Democrat debates and yell that after That's, everything. World you Star. Should. Yeah. You should yell that whenever you see a couple having a fight in public, you should yell World Star. Mm-hmm. See who throws or down. If I'm breaking up with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, <laughs> World Star. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fun thing to do. If you see a couple having a fight in public, walk by and go, Jenga, and see if they figure out what you're doing. (laughs) They usually don't, just from my experience. Oh, that's fun. It's fun. Keith. Jesse. We're doing it. Hey. We're doing. Hey. How many games did you play this decade, Jesse? Uh, I'm going to say at least three. How about you? Maybe three. Maybe three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think we just jump in with, hey, everybody, welcome to New Players. Join a podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. You should play some music right here. Getting what ready. should I play? I don't know. Something good. Something big? Yeah. Fanfarish? Mm-hmm. Like, you picked something small, didn't you, just now? Just, what if I picked <laughs> the smallest song in the world? Because I'm expecting you to give the biggest grand reveal of other what, than the What if than right now I'm playing the small interludes that happened when you're Link walking around Hyrule in Breath of the Wild and there's almost no music whatsoever? Sucks. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Yay! I'm playing something as big and video game-esque from the last decade because today, Keith and I are going over the best games of the entire decade. And some of you are going, hey guys, you know, technically the decade ends in 2021. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut you up! You know what we meant by everybody doing this? Else, everybody else is doing it, so we're doing it too. Yeah, we, we are we sheep. We are copycats. We follow. We do not lead. And today we are going over all the best games of the last decade. We've got 
tons to talk about. We've got a bunch of categories we're going through. And I'm going to say something, because we just had our, our Games of the Year episode. Yeah. And we full-on said, not a great year for games. No. Not a bad year, but not, not a, a great good, year. Not a great year. The last decade? Yeah. Holy really shit. Really good. Jesse, Holy shit. Look at the computer in front of you. Look at the list you've made. Does it represent your personality? It's, uh, yeah. I was looking at mine, and I'm like, I do not like this mirror that I've created yeah. for myself. <laughs> I have. I found out a lot about myself through making some of these categories. I I loved there. There are a few of these categories where I've just got too many nominees for too many things, and I don't care. This decade, it turns out, crushed it. So, guys, if we games. didn't pick your game for greatest game of the decade for that genre. You just have bad taste. You got, you bad, you got taste. bad taste, and you're probably um, a bad person. Yeah, I would. You should take I, it as a reflection of you emotionally and intellectually, maybe even physically. I don't know. You should feel bad about yeah. yourself. No, I'm all I'm saying is the list of games that I've made. It totally makes sense that most of my shoes are black. It yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what do we want to do? What do you want to jump into? Are we going alphabetical? Are we going? I know. By listen, what do you want? To do? What do you want to jump in? I think we start small. Oh. I wanted to jump into one. Sure. That I think you and I probably like this one is just like I think most of our listeners don't even partake. Okay. Sports. Sports games. Sports yes. games. So like best sports games. I really. You can go. So like the best quote-unquote NHL game is yeah. 2004. That's right. quote-unquote the best NHL by mechanics and mm-hmm. gameplay and everything's like that. For the past 10 years, I have felt that most of these games are just rep- repetitive. They're EA games or what yeah. have you. So obviously, like, I got into FIFA recently, so I chose FIFA as one of them because it's like yeah. my first entrance into it. NHL, because I'm a big hockey fan. But then the other one I chose, which I'm like, I don't even like this sport, really. Yeah. Is it 2K? It's 2K. Yeah, of course it 2K is. 2K did a great job of personalizing NBA yeah. for me, basketball for me, and even just making it every player's different is a very impressive sports yeah. game. When we talk about the best sports games of the decade, what we're really basically talking about is the best sports franchises of the decade. Yeah. You're talking about your Maddens, your MLB The Shows, your 2Ks. That's kind of what we have to judge it by. Because the games change, there's a new one every year, and, it's and also, the core mechanics are always the same. And it also goes into, like, what sport do you like? the yeah, most and exactly. it's really not going to change year in yeah. and year out there is very little in terms of uh personalization in most of these games i mean you can create a player yes. that's a normal thing but in mlb the show for example you create a player and then you can just blow their stats out in every single realm it doesn't matter what they do at the end there's no like the rpg element is just like do you want to be a power hitter now and then an all-around player later or do you yeah. want to be a fielder now and then an all-around player later so same thing, MLB The Show for me doesn't do it. I will say there is one best sports game that I threw in here as a curveball. Yeah. Rocket League. You, oh, you put that as a sports game. I, I debated a few different categories. Interesting. I wouldn't consider that a sports game. I would. I, it was It was between that. But like it was it multiplayer. Is. It is, it is right? It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's kind of a reinvention of a sports game, the same way that I look at a game like Mutant Hockey. I have Rocket League on my list. But I don't have it for sports. That's but that's fair. A, but that is a that is a good. I like that one, right? Because it's not. I'm not thinking of sports. Exactly. I'm thinking of a new sport that they create just for games. But Rocket League took the fuck off. Uh, for me though, the vote does go 2K. Yeah. NBA 2K has the best series of the last decade. You in terms and of I are like we me. don't 
really care about basketball. No. And you and I were like, this game is it's amazing. It's great. <laughs> and it's not to take away from FIFA, which also was amazing, or the show, or Madden, they or any of They just didn't other... do anything special. Exactly. To entice me. They did all the things that every other sports game was doing. Mm-hmm. And 2K was like, no, let's let's get some people in this. Let's make a legit, like, let's... Here's your apartment. Here's fucking Anthony Davis shows up and he's just cooking in your apartment. Yeah. That's cool. The last time uh, NHL series was innovative was 07, and that's when it moved on to Xbox 360, and that's when they changed it to the analog sticks. You control control your skater with one stick and the stick with the other control stick. Which is cool. Which is cool, and it hasn't advanced since then at all. So, like, that's why I'm like, hey, you can take any sports game that make me entice and want to play it. Very cool. Here's the thing. What? Over the last decade, have you wanted them to change and innovate that in the NHL games in any way? Or are you like, the mechanics of this are great? No, I want them to do 2K. I want them just to totally start over. I want yeah. them to personalize skaters and yep. how they skate and how they stand. Like, it's, you have more, you have all the time in the world. Yeah. Like, I don't, hockey is a very popular sport. It's one of the, like, most, ex- like, uh, popular franchise for sports for EA. I know there's only so many sports games to choose, but there's only one hockey game. Yeah. So it's like, you have to do something better with it every year, less and less people buy it, and it doesn't help grow the sport, et cetera. Yeah, that's um, fair. So who was, your, who was your winner for best sports game? 2K. Both of us went 2K. Yeah, both of us went. I hey. assumed we were, I assumed we were both going to go 2K. I like that. That's a good one. I like that. All right. Shall we move on to best puzzle game? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. This one's hard. Did you think literal puzzles? Um. Uh, well, how do you mean? Because I, when I first thought of it, when I think puzzles game, the first thing that comes in my head is like Tetris. Yeah, I can. I think of that. Like um, I was like, oh, what puzzle games did I play? And I'm like, oh wait. I'm like, that doesn't necessarily mean has to look like that. Oh it yeah, just not has at to all. be a, the whole map or whatever. For example, uh, maybe the the less puzzle game of my best puzzle games of the decade is yeah. Portal Two. I chose Portal 2 as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely a puzzle. How do I get to this point? Exactly. Using all the information that you have. Uh, Should I go through my nominees? Do you go through yours? Do it. My nominees were Gora Gora. Okay. Fez. Okay. Limbo. Yep. Portal 2. Mm -hmm. Monument Valley. See, I went Portal 2, Fez, and then I went Papers, Please. Papers, Please Have you played Papers, Please is a understanding... organization yeah. is a puzzle by itself okay so as the game progresses on it's like uh do they have the right information okay yeah. now they need this piece of paper now they need this sticker so right. everything has to be in order and your time so you're constantly that, like doing this puzzle that's like anxiety written i will say papers please is one of the most stressful games i've ever played in my life yeah it, it it's really good it and has a very deep point it's very meaningful and it's very realistic it's punishingly punishingly realistic at times it's like dangerously thought-provoking, yeah, which I really appreciate. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, Fez, to me, um, in my opinion, took it for the decade. I think the speciality of the things that how many secrets are in the game had to constantly be oh able to move around like a Rubik's Cube. Watching you... Adam Conover talk about like in depth about what it is <laughs> and when it's hinting, like doing math on a piece yep. of paper. Well, it's like that's a great puzzle Listen. game without straight up being like, here are puzzles, yeah, figure it out. It, like The Witness, I'm like, fuck you. I don't care about the witness. <laughs> like, I, I, I thought about putting the witness on the list and I was like, I hate that game. It's the more, beautiful. The more like, I look at it, yeah. the more I'm just like, this is just a thought experiment. There's no. There's no passion to it. I feel like it's something I give to my grandparent. I'm like, here, kill fifty hours. It's like <laughs> it's like watching somebody in a debate club argue something for an hour that you know they don't believe it. Yeah. 
that's what playing the witness feels like. We're just like, yeah, I get that you can do it, but doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean that this has value to it. Again, I guys, I want you to go look at the witness. I want you to go play it, and you're like, yeah, this is exactly what you do to kill time. Yeah. It's like a, it's a closet full of puzzles that you're like, what's the point? I don't know. Kill a son. Yeah, like, that's how there's, it feels. There's a lot of games in here that are just. I mean, Portal Two is hilarious. It's got a ton of uh, it's got a ton of humor going for it, as well as smooth and interesting mechanics and great characters, great story. But we're just talking about puzzles, straight up puzzles. That's why Gorgoa made my list. Gorgoa, I've seen you play that one. That, that game is a beautiful uh, indie puzzle game. It's it's thought provoking. It's not long, but it is like a straight up just puzzle game, and it's it's it uses a very small amount of mechanics to a very great degree in a way that I think The Witness fails to. The Witness gets caught up. And kind of the idea of like, oh, how beautiful this could be. And instead, Gorgo was like, let's start small. Yeah. And let's, it's it's like seeing a David Copperfield trick. Yeah. That's what uh, that's what The Witness feels like. Yeah. And Gorgo is like, this dude in a bar is like, I have this one really awesome close-up magic trick. Yeah. And it's, I'm going to do it just for you and it's going to blow your mind. That's how that game feels. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, Fez. Fez is a game where you can tell immediately how passionate the creator of the game was and how troubled. Yes. It's unique. It's beautiful. The soundtrack for it is great. It, that, uh, that chiptune thing kind of launched a thousand ships. Yeah. There was music for indie games before Fez, and there was music for indie games after Fez. And you can feel it's all Fez the music. Impact. You can it's feel the Fez. impact. It's all over the place. <laughs> it was one of the first games that you were like, oh, this is what an indie game can be. Yeah. It can be large, it can be impactful, it can be deep and meaningful, and mechanically, it can just be fun and fun to look at. Yeah. Fez got my vote for best puzzle game yeah, of Fez, the decade. to me, got best puzzle game. Fez, Fez, in my mind, is still in my top ten games of all time. So, I'm going to another game. Let's. What you got? Because I think that's where you intersect with your games, mm-hmm. with the platformers and yes. puzzles. Okay. So, like, I want to go to platformers. Okay. And these are going to coincide, I assume, right? Let's with find you? out. Because my three that I picked for platforms, mm-hmm. I, pr- I picked Broforce, mm-hmm. I picked Celeste, okay. and I picked Limbo. I didn't put Limbo in this one. I picked, uh, my, my nominees were Celeste, Hollow Knight, Shovel Knight, and Cuphead. And I know that people are going to say Cuphead's a running gun, but I have it a side-scrolling platformer. And Shovel Knight, people are going to say, is like a Dark Souls kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, but it's still it's still a, a platform. It's, it's still, still a, a side-scrolling platformer. Um, all four of these games, I want to point out, I love the art style. And yeah. I love the music of them. All four of these games are labors of love. And I think this is where my real bias is in the decade of video games. We're going to find, as we go further and further through this list, that... I at least feel I can tell the difference between a company or a creator making a game that they want to make because it'll make them money and people creating games because they are passionate about the vision they have. Mm -hmm. Celeste was made by a small team and it's a beautiful game. Hollow Knight was made by a couple, I think like three people. Yeah. And it's all hand-drawn. Same with Cuphead. It's all hand-drawn animation. Shovel Knight was made... Uh, Yacht, uh, Yacht Club Games, I think, was the name of it. And since releasing Shovel Knight, they're like, well, what if we release Spectre Knight? And then, was it like Poison Knight? They've released like four different versions of this game, all for, for free in the package. Yeah. Or for super cheap. So like... Out of all these games, mm-hmm. what was the first one you played? Because that's... 
I have Limbo, mm-hmm. and I chose Limbo as the best platformer. Okay, because that was the first one that I saw that was like, you just have to experience it. Yeah, and there's no words, and people are like, all the art style is great. They were it's all haunting. about it, and then. I felt like after Limbo, and again, platform's been around forever, that sort of thing, but until after Limbo, I didn't see like a blow up of like That's true. platformers and such. There, so it's more of me being like, I'm giving you its due. Yeah. Cause I think now there's so many games that you could put up next to Limbo, be like, ah, this is more fun than Limbo. I like this more than Limbo. This one's more entertaining than Limbo. But I'm like, yeah, but Limbo is kind of the first in it my was. head. It's the same thing with um and the other one that I thought about putting on this list was Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Because it was like I mean, Fez Limbo so and Super Meat Boy. Yeah. It's like, that's, I'm like, I can't. Celeste yeah. is amazing. In the early part of this decade, yeah. there was uh, there were a, a handful of indie games that created this boom and I think showed a lot of indie developers like, this is what we can make. This is what we're capable People of. With the big developers like, I can just quit and go do that. Yeah, exactly. Instead. Like, fuck and, this. And they became these templates for other games that would come out. And I mean, without. Limbo, do we have Hollow Knight? No. You know? I don't think we do. I don't think we do either. I think the accessibility of it. So, like, if you asked me, I think this is going again, like, towards me being like, I just think it needs its due. Yeah. If you put them all together, be like, which one's the best? I'd probably say Celeste. Yeah. Is the most, like, entertaining and But Limbo is the most Limbo to me is, like, I think is the one you'd have to be like, this is the best one of the day. Well, I'm glad you said that because my pick for best side-scoring platformer is Celeste. Celeste. Yeah. Because through and through. Through and through. The Just, music is phenomenal. The, the puzzles are amazing. Everything serves a greater purpose. Yeah. The character work, the level design, the music, it all serves to amplify this idea of anxiety and mental illness and dealing with depression and, and the kind of inner conflict that the main character, Madeline, is dealing with. Everything comes together to build to this point of this is what we want the story to be about. Is health is like mental health self-care, acceptance of flaws, all this stuff, which I think is very important and very well done. A lot of games have a lot of really good stuff, but, like, Cuphead's an amazing run-gun platformer. Does it have a greater point? Maybe not. Same with Hollow Knight, same with Shovel Knight. Celeste is like, we're building to something big. I thought... I think, like, Cuphead just have its own categories. Like, just beautiful... Best Cuphead. Best Cuphead beautiful fucking game. Look at this shit. I like it. (laughs) Okay, so do we want to stay near indies? Because that's kind of what uh, we've been doing. Kind of what we've been doing. We can go anywhere, baby. Anywhere you want to go. Let's just keep it at indies where we are. Let's do greatest indie game... Of, of the, the decade, decade this is a big one for me. I know this, this is, one's going to take. This some... is it for you. Who cares about greatest game of the decade? It's greatest indie game. Yeah, of the decade. How many nominees do you have for the best indie game? I have three, baby. I told you, first three places. Let's hear. Let's hear what they are. Okay, because these are all correct. Okay. <laughs> first one, mm-hmm. FTL. Faster Than Light. Do you okay. ever play Faster Than Light? I don't, but I that know That was it. one of the most addicting games I've ever played, mm-hmm. and so much fun to replay it over and over and over again. You can play it on your cell phone, you can play it on the computer, you can play it on your place, you can do anything, anything with it, you laid, you literally just to be, get to be Star Trek. Yeah. That's the game. And it's, I'm like, it's a great game. It's addicting, it's so much fun, uh, I had an absolute blast. Uh, second one, mm-hmm. this isn't a surprise, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Stardew Valley. 
Yeah. What else is there to say? I don't know anybody who sits down and plays this game and hates it. No, everybody everyone, just gets highly addicted to it. Everyone loves Stardew Valley. Everyone. It's the least shittiest game, I think, on my list. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know what like, I mean? It's just wholesome it's and interesting. Ho- yeah. And anyone- the, the deeper you get into that game, the more layers it has. It yeah. starts off as a farming simulator, and then you're like... Wait, Shane's backstory is that he's an, a recovering alcoholic? Like, this is crazy. And then the next one, I got super defensive about it, The Stanley Parable. Yeah, another great game. It's the most perfect game to just fool around with. Yeah. I've never seen something that's just, like, funny while also being very real with you. At the same time, yeah. having multiple endings, every single time you play this game, it's just a guy narrating what you're doing. Yeah. Every single time, there's just different choices and different options. That's a game where literally anyone can sit down and be like, okay, oh, yeah. Any how level do I replay of, it? of gaming literacy can enjoy that game. Yeah. It is super accessible. There's a point in the game where they literally, it's so meta that they're like, there's no point to this game. Turn it off. Yeah. There's no point. You don't get it. Please turn it off. And then the game starts over, and it's just like, oh, this is... Too good. Yeah. Now, that's why like, I try taking all the elements, because I'm not trying to be like, which one did I like the right. most? It's I'm the tr- most. It's it's the most successful, the most impactful. It's, yeah, it's how many different elements there, were to it. There are so many ways you could score any video game in terms of it being the best, quote unquote. Yes. But that being said, this one was the best. Uh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, here's where like it gets into like the talk of which one was the best indie game. Don't, go, don't tell me yet. What? Don't tell me which one you picked. I'm talking about, I'm just, just, in terms just saying. of innovation. Just saying. Innovation. Uh-huh. Something that is different. Yep. Something that may be the same, but they're putting a little bit of twist on it. Because mm-hmm. I want to give it to Stardew. Right. Oh, baby, baby, do I want to <laughs> give it to Stardew. A game that I think everyone loves, all this sort of stuff. At the end of the day... It was a bunch of elements from other games that right. we've all witnessed, that we've all seen over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and was special, but still to me wasn't special enough. I get that. That's like my back and forth. Because there are games that I'm like, oh, I loved that one more than this one, yeah. but I can't pick it because I liked it more. Can I give you all, Do it. Of, all of How my... How many? 20? 30? <laughs> it's not. It's, I'm one, two, three, four. Give me your six, top seven, eight, five. Okay, top five. Top five. Celeste. Okay. What Remains of Edith Finch. Okay. Stardew Valley. Yes. Fez and Journey. So we already know I'm a huge fan of Fez as a puzzle game. It's a great work of art. Uh, And then, you know, also um, uh, honorable mentions to Limbo, Super Meat Boy, (laughs) Undertale. All the games we've already talked about. (laughs) Well, Undertale's one. Undertale. And Life is Strange and The Stanley Parable. Um, a lot of great games in this list. Journey to me was interesting. Its art was beautiful. Its music was great. Its tone was different. Its mechanics were simple and accessible. But the thing that really made Journey to me was that you don't realize you're playing with other humans Mm -hmm. across the planet until the very end of the game. And you're like, that wasn't AI. Right. That was somebody helping me. That was somebody seeing me and choosing to help me. Yeah. Which a- ruined the game for me to ever play. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, now I get it. Now I don't want to play it. It's To me, that's beautiful. That's the the coolest thing that game did. 
Uh, Hollow Knight gets the nod because it is massive and gorgeous, and the gameplay, the mechanics are very tight and very fun. It's challenging. It's rewarding. It's really a beautiful game, a haunting and beautiful game. Same for What Remains of Edith Finch. Celeste, we've already, already gone over. And Stardew Valley, we've already gone over. I mean, there there's so much in this decade of indie games that even if things have been done before, that indie games do better because they do it more personalized. What we run into a lot with the over-commercialization and consumeristic culture of video games is that everybody does the same thing. And I'm not going to... Okay, continue. What? I would say a lot of those games... Yeah. Are kind of the same. I disagree because I think that a lot of the games have the same mechanics of okay, more popular games. Let's but, it. but hold on, let okay, me finish. But the thing that sets them apart is they're like, this is one person or small group of people's views. I'm like, well, what does it mean to us? What's the most fun aspect about that? What's the most rewarding aspect about that? Like, what does our art style look like? What does our musical choice look like? If you take a game like Bastion, it's like, yeah, the RPG elements and building up a character are fine. But they were like, well, what if we set it to like a kind of almost Southern American tone to it, where we've got this narrator, where we've got the music that's a little bit like bluegrassy. What if we just take the elements of the gaming world that we like, and then we infuse it with what we like especially? No, I felt like, is a thing, a lot of indie games I see, I'm just like, it's a platformer, the music's mm-hmm. good. I'm like, okay, so now I'm kind of seeing the equation that we're all kind of seeing over and over again, which I'm like... This is becoming formulaic. You think so? To me. Yeah. And it's not, again, it's not like, it's why I don't pick the games and I'm like, that clearly is the best one. I'm like, no, I think Stanley Parable is different. Yeah. I mean, that, it like, is. That's, it's an indie game. Yeah. It's, you're making something special, individualized to you. Yeah. And then I don't know how many games were like, oh, if we can just figure out a great platformer. Yeah. And get good music. And that will get awards. And I'm honestly, like, Ugh. the like, knock against Hollow Knight is that the designers were like, well, let's think of all the bosses and then let's build a story around them. Right. And I'm like, that seems like a backwards way to do it. It's And all the games you n- talked about, it's not like they were all cookie cutters. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like from the indie standpoint of like, oh, you didn't. You weren't nearly the same as everyone else, yeah. and you still you stu- want something even more innovative, and you stood out to me. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of like that makes sense coming from. And those all the games like fuck like if you asked me Celeste like yeah. you know what I mean or Fez I'd yeah. be like the, that game like yeah. Fez is clearly like had the most work had the most music yeah. had the most shit but I'm like yeah but like there's a ton of games kind of like Fez I think I, I will say that I Fez think is now very there special are, like yeah I think Fez was the innovator in that realm but like Celeste the music the platforming the art style they don't exist unless Fez comes around first yeah yeah no, I, 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 again, it's like, these are all going to be confusing. I'm probably going to be talking ba- my way into circles and stuff. That's fine. And I'm just trying to figure out the best way to be like, this is why I think this is the game. Yeah. And that's it. Like, all these games are great. Yeah. They're all great. Um, so who gets your pick for the best indie game of the decade? Stanley Parable. There you go. Like, um, I would have chosen FTL. Um, but yeah, Stardew... Loved it. Can mm-hmm. talk to so many people about it, but I'm like, I just didn't. At the end of the day, it wasn't anything new. That's true. That's kind of like what was new mm-hmm. was how you went about everything. Yeah, the discoveries, the you doing it and finding yeah. underneath, and you can make all these brew like that stuff is 
awesome. There was so much about this game that I, I remember saying, like, this feels like Zelda in this moment. This feels like Metroid in this moment, even though yeah. it's a farming game. Yeah. And it's a great game, but was it as innovative? No, not no. really. And that was a thing about, like, that I had, like, against Stardew, which is I stopped playing and I got a lot of money. You keep playing, and I, like, I get it, but there's a point in me where I'm like, it's just the same every day. I'm yeah. like, it just doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I'm like, it's, it's, it's no addicting. longer fun. I'm just addicted. It's crack. That's why I'm like, I don't yeah. think you're it. <laughs> uh, my pick for best indie game of the decade, again, goes to Fez. Mm-hmm. And it's for the things we've already talked about. But there's also an aspect to this game that people kind of forget about once they get into it. Because the game is large. And once you're into the game, you're like, look how big this is. But the game gets pitched to you in the tutorial as collect these cubes. Yeah. And then some part of the way through the game, you discover an anti-cube, and the game kind of tongue-in-cheek goes, oh, here's the second half of the game. We forgot to tell you about it, and it's yeah. way harder. And then you beat the game, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, there's now a first-person aspect to the game to solve puzzles, and it's entirely different. And the game just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. It feels like they made three video games. Yeah. And they package it as one, mm-hmm. and they're like, this will unfurl in front of the player. And that, to me, is a thing I don't see as often. It's the only game that we've talked about that literally killed a person. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Bill Fitch just like... He just disappeared, man. He just man. disappeared he after just that game. He just fucking disappeared. So, yeah, I have to say Fez. If everyone wants to, to take away from this decade, Fez probably be the one that was like the best in the game. amazing to me. Probably be the but best also, one. Stanley Parable is one that I'll never forget. I mean, people will forget it. Mm-hmm. People are going to definitely forget Stanley <laughs> Parable. Like, I'm basically going to be the only one at the end of the decade being like, that game, guys, remember? And they're like, fuck you. Uh, Can we move into a category that I think you're better versed in than I am? Sure. Could we go best strategy game? Okay. Because I think I know what you chose. You might, but I don't know. Yeah. What were your nominees? Um, I chose, this mm-hmm. one isn't a surprise, I chose Civ Five. Right. I chose StarCraft Two. Yep, me too. And, and I chose XCOM. Okay, yeah, XCOM. I was debating XCOM. Um, I went Fire Emblem Three Houses as a as a third choice. Here's here. This is where like I because we've been talking about this. Yeah. I've been having a nonstop battle because it's in half, my head. Half strategy game, half not. Not a good strategy game. And ter- right because it's terms, not a good strategy. It's game. a good. It's a good video game. It's a great video. But game. in terms of the strategy elements, it's nothing special. After every battle, mm-hmm. you don't know who died. Yep. You don't know who did the most damage. Yep. You don't know who lost damage. You yep. don't know experience anybody. Like yep. it's a bad strategy game. It's a very paper thin strategy game put on top of a very interesting RPG. And it was easy. It was honestly like it was. People are like, you have to amp it up. I'm like, I shouldn't have to. Uh, strategy <laughs> games, I feel like. Are uh, it's it's a genre where the the fandom is especially prone to enjoying challenges. It's, a strategy player doesn't necessarily play. It's strategy like you game. anything with like when you play Fez. Yeah, you know what I mean when they're like, "Hey, we're doing this," but really, you you now have to learn how yeah. to do this. Now you have to learn how to do that. Now you have to learn how to do this, and you're timed, and it's fast. And you have yeah. to like anything. Like you're actually in charge of an army in real time. How are you going to respond to the yeah. other army like flanking you or doing other things like? There's just all this mentality mm-hmm. to it. And so I take it from the standpoint of what has a huge fan base, yep. what is 
brings people back to it? What has like a learning curve to it that you just have to get better? Yeah. Starcraft, I don't even play, but I'm like, that is the... It's a huge, That is, that is huge the strategy thing. game that you have to test into, and there's yeah. levels of it, and people have to train to get really good that's, at it. That's and the so, entire esports generation so right like, there. Yeah, it's competition. Um, And so when I got into XCOM... XCOM to me is a way better version of a strategy game for tactical strategy yeah. compared to Fire Emblem because in XCOM it's all it's all based on playability because the whole point of it is aliens invade Earth yep. and you have to be able to advance your technology mm -hmm. keep the same soldiers you have because you become like connected if they to die, them they die they're dead so like somebody that you've been spending like 12 hours playing with they're yeah. dead you're legitimately pissed off yeah that and now you have to dead. start from scratch so with somebody recruit new. and start over so yep. like if you don't know what you're doing it's a lot of testing things out and trying things yeah. out so to me i'm like as a strategy game this is way better yeah like if you ask me grace games of the year yes fire emblem yeah is there but if you were like put in a category i was like well as an rpg it really isn't that it's it is, it is a game that is greater than the sum of its parts. Yes. Because at a, as a strategy game, it's all right. As an RPG, it's all right. Yeah. As like a high school sim, it's all right. It's just but the like, three of them together... It's great. Yeah. It's great. All those put in together, it was awesome. But yeah, I couldn't I couldn't put it down. I couldn't put it down. I was yeah. like, XCOM is a better strategy game. Yeah, it's fair. And then, um, just for strategy games in general, I know there's a lot left off the list. Civ Six. Uh, I mean, there's so many other games. I mean, we didn't do, talk about any of the MOBA games. No. Um which is we're not going to. Guys. Yeah, we're not. We're Jesse not and I don't really games. partake in that world. It's, Nothing against. If you, you like do. arena games, cool. Uh, yeah, go. We go just play them. Um, PC and console is where we're at. Um, but yeah, this one obviously to you, like it doesn't have to be real time. To no. me, it's just strategy. Anybody yeah. who's just like I'm building an army, quote unquote, or I'm building a civilization yeah. or a base, whatever. To me, the the argument here is uh, StarCraft Two or something else. Because StarCraft Two is that like that peak of the mountain that we all just accept as the esports game, as this you have to be at this level to yeah. play this, and I understand that. Uh, so there's that aspect to take into consideration whether or not this is the strategy game of the decade. No, nope. it's the most impactful. I think it is. Um, I also try to take into consideration accessibility. Yeah. So like, can anyone sit down and play StarCraft? Probably, but they won't like it as much as like yeah. Civ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or even like sitting somebody down who doesn't understand strategy mm -hmm. would probably play the shit out of Fire Emblem yeah. before they play XCOM. Exactly. <laughs> like, and actually, <laughs> the other game I debated putting in this is Dragon Age, Dragon Age Origins, which ah. is the same kind of idea where it's part strategy depending on how you play it, but it wasn't enough of a strategy game to put it in. I would still put that in like... An the, RPG. Yeah, or, yeah, I'd put right? it in the RPG category. Yeah. And there's a lot of games this decade, and this is this is kind of a cool thing that started to happen in the, happen in the gaming industry over the last 10 years is everything started to me to meld into one kind of game yeah there are rpg elements and strategy elements in all sorts of games there are action elements in all sorts of games Stra like there's so much in everything now and you, you can talk, call it anything you can call it anything yeah as long as it's a good game dragon age is kind of like that uh fire emblem three houses is kind of like that but in terms of strategy my pick for the best strategy game of the decade went to Civ Five mm -hmm. because it's engaging, it's beautiful, it has high replay uh, replayability, and it is accessible, and it has a range of ways to play the game. Yeah, even if you just play the same country over and over again, you can still play it four different ways, and then however many countries, 
however, however many kinds of terrain. It is a highly adaptable game that I think shows how engaging a strategy game can be. I chose Civ Five as well. All right. um, I didn't choose Civ Six. Um, yeah. I don't think the I don't think the jury's out on that one yet. I know people are playing it, but I still feel like Civ Five had like a lasting effect on yeah, the decade. Yeah, I think it landed hard. Like I don't know how many jokes I saw of Gandhi's gonna nuke your ass. Exactly. <laughs> like, that joke, <laughs> man. That joke has been around since what, like '98 or yeah, something. Yeah, like because of Civilization. That's where that joke comes yeah. from. <laughs> it's it is such it's it's a weird thing because normally I would see a sequel like this and be like, well, it didn't really. You know, it didn't really expand on things from before, but it feels like Civ Five is still just such a well-done entry in the series. Yeah, that it still stands alone. Is like, no, that's the Civ game I would give to anybody. Yeah, if they wanted to play Civ, yeah. I wouldn't give them Civ One or Two. I'd just be like, no, just go ahead and play Civ Five because mm-hmm. it's so beautiful and engaging. Yeah, everyone yeah. lives Civ Five. Go, go play it. Go, go play. Go it. play, Jesse. Now, what do you got? This Keith? is this is one that I think. Is kind of like what you were talking about. Okay. Sandbox RPG. Yeah, this is, yeah. So, like, I'm going to tell you my three. Okay. And the first two are, like, pretty obvious, right? Mm-hmm. What's the first one everyone thinks I'm going to say? Breath of the Wild. Interesting. Is that not it? Skyrim. Oh, yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim was, like, has come out ten times since it came out. Yeah. Like, it's... It's that, ridiculous. But everyone, when they played Skyrim at the time, was like, "It's beautiful." You can You're, play ugh. Skyrim on Alexa right now. Yeah. that's how that's how like ported it is to everything. And you've beaten the game through and through, right? Oh yeah, beaten yeah, the like, game like four times. Skyrim is a phenomenal RPG yeah. sandbox, and I have game. tons of knocks against it, but I oh, still yeah. love it. The system itself sucks. New Vegas, <laughs> uh, New yep. Vegas. Barely made it. 2010 is yeah. when it came out. Yeah. Um, I still think this is the one that everyone should be looking towards. At video games, is kind of like what I hold the regard to everyone to, basically, mm-hmm. which is like be creative, be different, yeah. have replayability to your game. The, oh, my God. The, the replayability between New Vegas and then Fallout 4, the difference is astounding. It's like you have three choices in Fallout 4. And they're like, all yes. And 100 in Vegas. Yep. Uh, and it's just a phenomenal game. And then the other one. We were just talking about it, but I thought it makes sense. What Stardew Valley. Yeah. Yeah, that was one. It was a sandbox RPG. That makes sense. And I'm like, and it was one of the best ones of the decade. Yeah. Because I couldn't think, like, I could have done Breath of the Wild, and people thought it kind of expected me to. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to the Breath of the Wild, I was like, I'm so over this shit. Yeah. And, like, comparative, <laughs> comparatively to Stardew Valley, where I'm like, I want to keep playing. Yeah, and that was li- that was my choice. Yeah, of like Breath of the Wild, I'm like, I admit that Zelda, it's great. I did it; it was fun or whatever. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to keep playing. Yeah, that's Stardew. Fair. I wanted to keep playing. That's fair. Skyrim. I wanted to keep playing. New Vegas. I wanted to keep playing. Yeah. And so I don't want to give some game, like, this is sad. I went from like Zelda: Ocarina of Time is like the greatest game. Yeah. If you ask me, to like I spent a decade shitting on this new one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Breath, like Breath of the Wild. It. Breath of the Wild makes it into my into my uh, my top sandbox RPGs of the decade. And there's things. If you've listened to the show, you've heard us harp on these before. We don't like that there's very little story. We don't like that the music is in and out. We don't like the it's the the Assassin's Creed Far Cry climb the tower, see part of the it map. It felt thing. like Zelda's like we can also do what everybody else is doing. Yeah, and I'm like, but you're Zelda. My my biggest <laughs> knock. And uh, I'll talk about this more later. Is that there were no dungeons? None. 
There, there were the divine beasts, and all four of them were essentially the same exact thing. There just, were shrines, and they were all essentially the same puzzles. exact thing. Yeah. You didn't give me personality, and not not interesting puzzles either. Not no. like rewarding puzzles. No. Just you know, kind of fucking puzzles. It was the point. I'm like, is this all I do in the game? You're like, yeah, pretty much. There's like a hundred more. I'm like, I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah, <laughs> which is like, done. which and no, but here's the stuff that that makes a difference. The game is about kind of a sadder. Uh, version of Zelda. Mm-hmm. It's more. It's more sober. It's more somber. When the music kicks in, it's intentionally like this is a little bit darker. This is a game about loneliness. It's like which I get. I dig. But it's I'm a feelings guy. Yeah, I'm very much a feelings guy. If I feel like I've done this, then I've probably done. Yeah, <laughs> like you have to go find these things to make better armor, and then you got to get these horses, and it's like I have to walk all the way there and then all the yeah. way back. I'm not that into like you. Your characters better be super interesting. Yeah, and for there me were to, no characters. There weren't any Zelda Ocarina of Time. I was like, oh, I'm in some different world every yeah. single time I step in somewhere new. And this yeah. felt like, all right, this is another village. Now I'm ha- in this village. Having said that, the mechanics in this game, the actual physics of this game, yeah. are otherworldly. They're great. You can do anything. The, in it's this game. phenomenal. Like all the things you could see. I got excited watching people play it, yeah. and then I would play it, and I'm like, I'm just I not that care. into it. Yeah. yeah. So who gets your vote for the best sandbox RPG of the decade? Vegas. Me too. New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas. New Vegas. I put Skyrim, or Skyrim, I put uh, Fallout 4 on the list as well just because I love playing I, it, but I know it's not good. That's I had it on, and I deleted it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like, yeah, I, ble- I played the hell out of it. I mm-hmm. think I'm like 100% completion on it. I liked doing it. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, comparatively, it wasn't... It just wasn't the thing. Yeah, you get to play... Fallout with great graphics. Yeah. I'm going to play the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. But also, Fallout 4 had so many huge bugs Hume, in it. So game many Game breaking bugs. So not many. small ones, game breaking bugs. Yeah. And so huge it was like, not, not okay. Not okay. Can we move on to best survival horror game? Yes, we can. Okay. So I put one on here that doesn't even shouldn't even be on the list. And I think you might have done that too. What was it? I put PT on the I fu- put PT on <laughs> I was like... It didn't even come out, and this was probably the best horror experience okay. I had in two thousand in the two thousand ten. I'm gonna put everything that's that's on my list here: okay. Alien Isolation, okay. Outlast, okay. Amnesia: Dark Descent, okay. which I believe is two thousand ten, Resident Evil Seven, and PT. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I put Resident Evil Two. I put The, the Last of Us in PT. The last. Oh, I wouldn't have put The Last of Us in here, but that's As interesting. An absolutely a horror game. It is. I I, I have a have it under action adventure. Because it feels the same as Resident Evil, because in Resident Evil games, the guns are hard. You're right. constantly scavenging. You're running out of bullets. Like, to me, I'm like, it's like the same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I just had to like... I I'm understand. Like, Last of Us, to me, is like one of the best ones I've played. Um, Alien Isolation is a great survival game. Same, uh, Actually, same with Amnesia Dark Descent, where it's just like, you are powerless against whatever is coming after you for the most part. You are hiding. I screamed when the Amnesia just turns into Invisible, oh, and, it's yeah. just, and it's running in the water yeah. at you, and screaming. Terrifying. Like, it's horrifying. In terms of like, in terms of horror mechanics, uh, games that make our skin crawl, Yeah, the games where you see less of the creature or the thing that's hunting you, is so much scarier. Alan Wake is a game I debated putting on here because the shadows that attack you at their worst are very are like just barely visible. I remember playing that game, 
my old apartment in Brooklyn with uh, my roommate Aaron, and we had a rule that if we played a horror game, it was only at night, all the lights in the apartment were off, and all the doors in the apartment were open. We played Alan Wake, and there's a point where you're running from streetlight to streetlight, and there's a generator that you have to crank to get the light to turn on, or else yeah. these shadows will grab you. And I remember him sprinting, us just seeing in the periphery of the screen these shadows coming after us, him getting underneath the light, yanking the generator, yanking yeah. the generator, and right as he's about to yank it the third time, like 10 hands coming into frame around light, and then yanking the generator, and the light comes on, and they all go away. Ooh. And it was we both just screamed out loud. It yeah, was yeah. so intense. Moments like that where it's the Hitchcock thing. Yeah. You don't need to see the violence. Your brain is scarier than whatever's behind exactly. it. <laughs> it was... Uh, I think I've mentioned this before on this show. There's an old Hitchcock short where a man comes home to find his wife in bed. And he's like, what were you doing? She's like, I was just in bed early. And he's like, I think you've been having an affair. She's like, you're crazy. And he's like, I think that the man is in the closet right now. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And the whole time they just argue and argue. And he's determined that there's a guy watching them through the keyhole in the store. And she's like, you're insane. You're insane. And he goes, am I? And he takes an ice pick and he jams it through the keyhole and he kills the guy she screams bloody murder she just lets out a howl like he has and that's where it ends oh so and so the implication is definitely somebody's in there and was watching and now is dead but it's the build-up hitchcock once said if you want to build tension you film two people having a five-minute conversation and then in the at the very beginning you say there's a bomb underneath the table and if you also want to build tension don't tell your actress that you're rolling and go take a knife and pretend you're going to stab her so you get real screams. <laughs> Is that what he did? That's what he fucking did oh in that scene. Where he God. opens up the curtain, it's him with a knife, and he's going to stab her, and she freaked the fuck out. Oh, my God. That's sick. So that's how you build tension, Justin. Jesus Christ. Well, that's ruined. <laughs> anyway, what'd you pick? <laughs> PT. Me too. It's a, it was by far it the, was best. the best. It was by guys. We missed out. Death Stranding. I'm so happy it came out, but mm-hmm. man, fuck, we missed out. Listen, <laughs> PT playable trailer is one room and then one hallway I think over you, and over uh, again. Somebody, I think you go get it on PC. I remember Can a bunch you? of people re, uh, rebuilt it. It's unbelievable. The best horror experience I've ever had. It was what an hour. It's. People were playing it for about six hours. If you played it with a walkthrough, it was an hour. But there's so much that was just so like, what is this? What do it, I do? Scary, horrifying. If God. You, if you mod the game so that the, the camera is turned around the entire time. The ghost was there. The she's there time. following you, floating the and, and seizuring the entire that's time. That's the thing is like when you go in the, the mirror. You, you can, can see something moving behind you. Sometimes you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then it disappears. And you're like, okay. That game was terrifying. I still think about the person smiling looking yeah. at you when the chandelier yeah. fell or whatever and then the fucking refrigerator is filled with blood and yeah like, just moving around guys jeez we missed out oh that was everything about it was strange and alien that's the thing Hideo Kojima makes action games that have these weird unsettling vibes to them yeah and they were like let's put him in charge of a horror game because without knowing it this is what he does best yeah and then they blew it it was going to be amazing, but already PT, even with these other games, which are great, PT I think is better, just I, as a playable trailer. I think scarier, but goddamn, the the 
The zombies in Resident Evil 2 scared the shit out of me. Yeah. The lights are all on. I can see everything. And still a zombie walking towards me in his head, not being able to stay up straight, scared the shit out of me. Those Resident Evil games, at the beginning of the franchise and at the end, they knew what they were doing. Absolutely. They did them great. Okay, Jesse. What do you got? This is going to be the one that, let's just, let's talk about it. Because they all kind of feel the same, but they're all kind of different, but they're all the same. Shooters! Oh! <laughs> all right, let's go. So. The best first-person shooters You tell, of the you decade. give me you, and I'll give you mine. Okay. I have five. Okay. And there's one that we already talked about that's like, maybe this doesn't belong here, and I'm going to start with that, is Bioshock Infinite. Okay. I have Titanfall 2. I have Doom. I have Destiny 2. And I have Borderlands 2. Destiny 2, solely because of how smooth the gameplay is. Mm. Because for all that we shat on that game, and we did, the actual mechanics of the game were just about flawless. Yeah. Just about perfect, which you don't ever see in a game. Bioshock Infinite, though it is a shoddier shooter, is a more complete game than a lot of That game is too goddamn good. It is too goddamn good. It's too goddamn good. And I get that people were disappointed by it, but I fucking loved it. What was the play you saw in New York where you ran around? Oh, it was... um, Sleep No More? Sleep No More in New York, yeah. This is like a shooter in Sleep No More. Exactly. That's the best way I can describe it. It was just like you're in a Broadway play in a building somewhere. Is badass. It's crazy. As a shooter, yeah, not as good as the other ones. (laughs) Titanfall... As a shooter, has great parkour mechanics, makes you feel like a superhero. It also has some, uh, it, it has one of my favorite levels that I've ever seen in a shooter, which is the time travel uh, level. Yeah, the time travel mechanic where you can jump back and forth. And you and I were talking about this before, where the AI in the game, when you appear behind them suddenly, don't just turn around and shoot you, but they give the moment of confusion that you would have in real yeah. life if that happened. They were able to give the AI like humanistic reaction yeah. abilities. Which that those in shooters things, is so yeah. fucking great. So those three things land Titanfall 2 on the list. And then Doom gets on the list because it's intense. It's an adrenaline rush the whole time. It's a new style of gameplay where it encourages you to dash in and out, use your melee attack to regain health. It's innovative in that sense, and it's it, it encourages the player to play in the most fun way. Yeah. A game like Titanfall, Titanfall 2 and Destiny 2, and Bioshock Infinite as well, you can play sniping people from a distance, right? Yeah. In Bioshock 2? Sorry, in Bioshock Infinite. You can play sniping people from behind cover. You can you can play in a safe Everyone manner. Everyone sees where you are. Like it's just yeah. constant. Like, but like chaos. most games like this, you can find cover and recover. You yeah. can find cover and recover. And Doom was like, your health goes down. What do you do? You got to weaken an enemy and then charge at him in glory. So kill basically, him. just keep going until yeah. you're dead. Exactly. And it's super intense and it's so fun. Yeah. Doom was an amazing shooter. Uh, so and then Borderlands Two is on the list. Because of the art style, because of the guns that you can create, the characters are interesting. So there's like there's all these different things to take into consideration for me about what makes a first person shooter a great game. Yeah. Um those are all great points. <laughs> I'm not shitting on any of them. Uh I'm trying to come from the same like standpoint because um as you were talking, mm-hmm. I was like trying to figure out to me, why do I like certain shooters more? Why do I like this game better than the other game um and i love i used to play paintball a lot yeah i love just like not how do you describe it 
I don't like shooting people, but there's a sportsmanship too of like military war games. It's strategy. There's it's, strategy. It's straight up strategy in first person shooters. I don't have more fun in my life than actually going to play paintball mm-hmm. and flanking people. You're outthinking them. I'm You're smarter than them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can run around all of the course and get behind you and shoot all of you yeah. or make you give up. It's a huge thing. And so it's like in my brain, I'm like, oh, I'm outthinking players i'm also playing strategy but like while first person you're bringing you're bringing intelligence to a uh, a kind of game that a lot of people think is lowest common denominator yes which they unfairly think so when um when i when i play titanfall 2 just titanfall 2 is on my list Mm -hmm. titanfall 2 is teaching you something without teach without trying to teach you something. Yeah. So understanding that like your abilities are timed. So if, oh, if I throw a grenade at this time and then use my knife and then do this and do that, I can keep repeating that yeah. motion over and over again. And then it becomes flow to you. Yeah. And then that's why I'm like, oh, I've never played a computer game against a computer where the computer doesn't know where I am. Right. I have to play multiplayer yeah. to have that experience for people to not know. Call of Duty does it all the time, where I'm like, I just flanked all of you, and they all just turn around and kill me immediately. Yeah. I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah, like, that's not how a person would react. No, they wouldn't react. So it's like, that's why I jump into multiplayer games, and there's so much fun to me that I'm like, oh, I'm playing against humans who can learn yeah. and understand, and know Keith's going to try to flank us again, yeah. so they're going to be ready for it, so mm-hmm. I have to outthink them. Do- You're th- laying traps. Yes. Yeah. So that's why like Overwatch and all these games became so much fun to me, right. that I'm like, oh, I'm learning different ways to approach this battle it's like why i love sports i love hockey yeah it's the same fucking thing yeah every single time you go on the ice it's why you like boxing yeah it's like oh i'm learning strategy strategy I'm against an opponent getting better and i love it and i don't think of it as i'm getting better right. i can just jump in and i like doing it so who made your list for the best first person shooters of the decade titanfall 2 was right. by far the most like holy shit like i feel like i I I'm, feel like a superhero. I'm, no, I'm John Wick. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. You're John Wick without being in the John Wick world. Exactly. Of like, so fast, your aiming's insane. Mm-hmm. And then we have a Titan buddy who grabs you yeah. and makes jokes to you. I'm like, this game, like, knocked it out of the park. I yeah. thought Titanfall 2 was a really fucking great game, and I just picked it up. Um, this is the one that enticed me the most. Mm-hmm. Because it was the most insane, mm-hmm. was Battlefield 1. Okay, yeah. That, to me, was like... It's so impressive. Picking between the different kinds of soldiers you can be. Well, not only that, all the Battlefield games are so much fun because it's literally like, okay, instead of like six versus six, mm-hmm. let's throw 80 people on each team yeah. and make them kill each other. Yeah. And so it's like you're actually on this giant battlefield. So Battlefield 1 is about World War One, Right. And uh, it's on the other list. Um, uh, the guy who wrote uh, Lord of the Rings. J.R.R. Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien. He was in World War One. Yeah. He wrote Lord of the Rings because of World War One. Was it? Does that, I guess that makes sense. I, I, I was get confused if it was one or two. Go to, if you play this game, this place called Verdun. Verdun mm-hmm. was one of the most hellish places oh, yeah. on Earth. It was constantly on fire. Mm-hmm. This is a level that's in the game. You are in Mordor. Yeah. It is literally Mordor. Yeah. And it's just French people, like, killing germans and it's like just dead bodies yeah pile up. like piles this was like what humanity was mm-hmm. in the 1910s and 1920s and then they take all these other like beautiful landscapes or just flowers and poppy fields and yeah. stuff like that and people's getting like mowed down and like all this sort of stuff where i was like 
I could hear uh, 360 degrees around me, people yeah. screaming, people like trying. It's not because I'm like, ooh, death. I'm like, this happened. This is history. And I'm partaking in it. There, there's a weird thing with World War One, where when it was happening, we didn't really realize it. We had finally crossed this boundary from this war is one day long and it's fought with swords for massive amounts of land. That's it. Like these two armies are going to battle each other. Exactly. Once the battle's over, it's, it's over. over. The war's over. World War One was the first battle that was millions of people for feet of land. Yeah. Who can run out of people f- exactly. second to last? Even, like, that's even the whole point. The American Revolution, which had guns, was for America. Yeah. This, every day, they were fighting for like two feet of land, two feet of land, move the trenches, two feet of and land. And you have to understand, in every other battle, even the Civil War, they would collect bodies. Yeah. Bodies would be out there in World War One for years. Yeah. Laying at, you're surrounded by skulls. Yeah. And rats. That's insane. And human shit. Because yeah. no one wants to leave their fucking like tunnels or anything like that. And I'm like, this happens as a part of history that we just try to forget about. Yeah. And, and I'm here like, this game is that's it, just like, like here in you're in the your middle of it. Face Look at it. Deal. And I was like, this is phenomenal. So I was like, that one took it for me. And the same thing for you. I chose Destiny 1 because Destiny, you feel like a goddamn superhero. Yeah. It's super easy to jump in. Is the only shooter. It's the only game mm-hmm. that you and I and Mike can play passively. Yeah, that's true. It's the only game. That's like, it was almost like we didn't like Destiny. We yeah. liked that there was a game that we can jump in and constantly look at each other's characters, constantly yep. look around, constantly like, is a constant interaction to be doing something. Yeah. And it wasn't because we're like, this game's so awesome. And yeah. I picked Destiny 1 because the guns are fucking way better. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's the only reason. Um, but as for best shooter. What'd you pick? Titanfall 2. There you go. John Wick. I literally was like, I'm John Wick. Yeah. Like, that's all I felt. Completely understandable. What about you? I went Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2, to me, uh, the art style. That's the, a the fun game. Like, 100, just, 100% of the time, it's like, this is a fun it game. It has... It, to, to take a shooter and make it not a six-hour-long campaign... Yeah. But, like, a 24-hour-long campaign. The whole way like through. funny the whole way through. Every character is interesting. Yeah. Every place you go is unique and fun. The weapons are crazy. Like, that game, to me, feels like a complete game. And the knock I have against a Titanfall 2 is that it's a six-hour-long campaign. Yeah. It's all the Call of Duties are just pushing you to multiplayer. Go to multiplayer. And you know what happens? For the genius behind Respawn... Is they're like, we made such a great game, but no one's playing it. Mm-hmm. Let's release a new one just called Apex and put the same shit in it. Exactly. And I'm like, it blew up. It yeah. was like, smart on you guys. Like, yeah. damn. Like, to me, it was just like, yeah, you guys made the good idea. But like, I had Borderlands 2 down as the shooter and I just like took it off because I was like looking at like what made me feel like yeah. this was special. To, to me, I could play Titanfall 2 and Destiny 2 and I'd be like, oh, this is just like, one of them is in the future, but one of them is more in space. Yeah. And Doom was like, okay, this is cool. It's just in hell. So it's like a, a further, it's like a more metal version. Yeah. And Borderlands, so it was like, Borderlands is a different kind of game. And Borderlands 2, I think, is the pinnacle of the series. Yeah. The the one game that I wanted to bring up, but it's not a good shooter mm-hmm. at all, but I loved it. It was like one of the best years I played. If I could get, it was Payday. Yeah. Payday 2 was like the most fun I've ever had. But I'm not going to promote it because it's a terrible game to play alone. Yep. You can't play it alone. Yeah. You basically are relying on your friends playing it with you. Yeah, it's and like the, Division. Yeah, the mechanics aren't that 
great. Yeah. <laughs> like that sort of thing. So I'm like, I can't pick it. Yeah. I have to pick the games. I'm like this. Like I didn't even play Titanfall 2 that much. Okay, Keith. Okay. What do you got? This one. This is what I was talking about before. I think I'm a PlayStation guy. Because let's go with action. Action games. You want to go best action game? Best action game. Oh, man. This yeah. is like, this is a heavy hitter. This, this was an amazing decade this, for action games. Well, this is why I'm like, I, I'm a PlayStation guy. Because I'm yeah. like looking at this list and I'm like, do I like blood? Is that my thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I'm like, no, but all these games had elements to them. They had layers. Yeah. They had specialty to it. Um, so many of these are just PlayStation for me, too. And yeah. it's like, listen, I can't, I can't do Gears of War. I just don't. And I liked Gears of War. I liked it as a series, but... The games I picked, I have to like have a bunch of different elements to them on top of me also liking them. So yeah. first one on the list is obvious one. It's The Last of Us. Yep. That's like to me, like that was a through and through great action experience. Um then the other one is one you and I play together, God of War. Correct. God also of War. On my list. Just an amazing and people could be like, Oh, Last of Us and God of War are kind of the same. And I'm gonna be like, What, you mean amazing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, God of War. Was a phenomenal. That was like my first real jump in. I played like three, the third one on yeah. PlayStation three the, a long this, time ago, where you you climb up the the, um, titans. the titans. Yeah, I thought that was fun or that whatever. Was cool, but this was a through and through of me being like, this game is the, God of dope. War. The newest one is the most mature part uh, part of the series. It's the most in depth part of the series, and it's beautiful and it's meaningful and it plays so smooth. The combat's it, so it great. Feels like. Got the first God of Wars, mm -hmm. where like he he's going to set, and yeah, we're watching him on set, and this God of War was like he got in his truck and he's going home, yeah. And this is the real version of him. <laughs> it's very. I think I've said this before. It's uh, the Wolverine movies to Logan. Yeah, and God of War is Logan, felt. where it's like, no, now shits hit the fan. That first fight, you're just fighting with your fists or oh, oh, dude, yeah, against that Boulder, game yeah, is so good. And then the third one. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the game that people are going to be like, Keith, this is where we we cut our ties. Oh, I know what you're picking. What? You're picking Death Stranding. No. No. Grand Theft Auto. Oh, interesting. Grand Theft Auto, to me, is like... I don't know how to describe it. And we're not even there yet. Mm -hmm. It might be the best game of the decade for me. I have GTA V on my list as well. I have every game that you that you picked. But let me just state... Why? Yeah. It's so much custom customability for oh, yeah. you to customize your character. Yep. The story it's crazy. is really good. Yeah. I didn't realize until, like, I didn't even think about it or whatever, and mm -hmm. I played it again, because I'm like, I've beaten this game, like, three times. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that means, like, I like it a lot. You like it, and you find that there's more to discover there's every time. There's more to discover every time. And in GTA, what they do is they're constantly updating it, mm -hmm. so there's new things in the game if you replay it. Yep. And on top of that, how many cars you can customize, what you can do with them, all the things you can do in the game. Yeah. You and Mike were like, yeah, we're not even like GTA people. And you jumped on with me, and you're like, this is it's so, so much fun. fun. And you were playing so like the fuck around boring part yeah. of the game with me. And that's when I'm like, oh, is this game like it? Yeah. And not realizing like it's got a shooter. Like, mm -hmm. you fly planes. Like, yeah. I'm like, you, everything in this game is like the perfect game to me. It's like, what do you want to do? 
and it's not even a sandbox. Like, and even us living in LA makes it even more special. It does. Caroline's it is like literally watches note. me play. She's like, is that the observatory? Is yeah. that Hollywood? Is that like, she's like, show me this, show me that. She's like, this is insane. I have never had more fun failing over and over again than I did. We would try to bust into the airport, <laughs> grab a fucking F-14 fighter jet yeah. and take off. <laughs> it took us maybe 20 times before we got the thing off the <laughs> air without being shot down. So my... My favorite part that I think about every single time is I bought a van for us. Yep. And like his whole thing is I like I have tons of money in the game. I'm like, guys, I'm gonna play this game. Yep. So when you jump on, I can buy you a car. Yep. I can buy you gun. Like yep. whatever you want. And you guys are like, all right, let's just have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, I'm like, let's do a mission. We're gonna show up here. We're gonna shoot these guys. And you're like, uh-huh. all right, I'm gonna get out now. And you jump out of the van. <laughs> And you hit a lamppost, yeah. and your body goes, like, limp. Yeah. And then Mike goes, are we getting out now? I'm like, no, we're not getting He jumps out of the car, too. <laughs> and you guys are just in pain. <laughs> and then I pull up, and I get shot at by, like, and I die immediately. nobody's there with you. And then you. you're like, Keith, where do I get guns? And I'm like, we're already <laughs> playing the game. Like, to me, it was a through uh, and through, like, this is so much fun. And top so hat boys stu- for life. It was just so stupid that I'm like, this is a great action game. That, uh... I, I have all those games on the list. Yeah. I also have Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Uncharted 4, Marvel Spider-Man, and Witcher 3. Yeah. I was thinking, like, action. Like, Red Dead Redemption could be up there, but I'm like, man, get rockets. Like, yeah. it's like everything in Grand Theft Auto is just, like, insane. <laughs> there's, uh, it's crazy to me. All of these games that, uh, la- I have Marvel's Spider-Man, Last of Us, God of War, Uncharted 4, Witcher 3, GTA 5, and Red Dead Redemption. All PlayStation. All PlayStation. Yeah. And I would argue all would, if, if anybody picked one of those games as game of the decade, I would be like, yeah. Yeah. I completely, and what did all the, what, what did all those have in common? What do you mean? All those games. Uh, great story, great replayability, great characters, great controls. It was not only just the action is fun, mm-hmm. like the stories. The stories are engaging. so good. They're engaging every time. And so when people think of God of War, they're like, oh, we just kill things. No. It's like, yes, but there's a yeah. story. <laughs> but the story is beautiful in this one. Yeah. The same with all of these. The fact that people would look at all these action games, and it sucks. Like, you show somebody a cover of The Last of Us, they're like, ew. You show somebody a cover of God of War, they're like, ew. You show a cover of Grand Theft Auto, they're like, ew. But then you actually see them. Yeah. And play them. You're like, this is God of War. Why is it so somber and yeah. uncomfortable at the beginning? <laughs> even even GTA Five, which is like so over the top and has gotten a lot of shit in the past for being like a shitty kind of game, is so deeply satirical. It is the biggest game about life that I've ever yeah. played. It, it's they talk about Blackwater. They talk about yeah. stuff that's going on in the world now that they just don't discuss openly. And they also have an entire mission. Where you're assassinating somebody and torturing people, and everybody's like, that's so gross. If you listen to the radio after that mission, do you know about this? No, what happened? They talk about how the guy you killed wasn't some terrorist. He was a huge, a beloved philanthropist. Yeah. And that the and that what never gets stated is the FBI asked you to assassinate a guy because they didn't like what he was doing. Yeah. No. They were covering their tracks. In, in, there's a lot of parts in the game that I'm like, holy fuck, I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Or the CIA and the FBI try to bag a person that's yeah. very important because they're like, if we bag him, we get more money yeah. than the other precinct. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. I'm like, so they're constantly, I'm like, it's not that like, oh, this is an exact example of what happened. It's like, 
consider that this happens. I'm yeah. like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> there's a lot of actual satire, and there's there's a lot of thought provoking stuff in the They're GTA series. They're making fun series. of Facebook like yeah. the whole time. Like it's it's really good. Yeah, I thought GTA was a phenomenal game of the decade. But did it get did it get your best action game of the decade? No, I gave it to God of War. You gave it to God of War. God of War. What pushed you me, over the edge? God of War was the gameplay. Yeah. Super entertaining. Yeah. The enemies were fun. Yeah. They like everything about it was engaging. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. The story, I know it didn't like to us where we're both like, ah, that didn't actually like tie everything it up. It did, I know. I didn't like that they're like, Thor's not in this. I was like, the fuck? I know, because the whole time I was like, I want to fight Thor, I want to fight yeah. Thor, I want to fight Thor, I want to fight Thor. Uh shocker and a uh, spoiler alert, you don't get to fight Thor in yeah, God of, of War. Not. Even though they keep talking about it. Um so the next one's going to be even crazier and better. But yeah, God of War. What about you? I went back and forth on this. Spider-Man? I landed on Marvel's uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Because you were like, this is like better than the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> By a lot. <laughs> By a lot. So you're like this. This is what people should this, be watching in terms of, of In terms of pure action. Yeah. It's been said to death. It makes you feel like Spider-Man. It also makes you feel like Peter Parker. There's so much to do in the game. There's so many fun mechanics. There's so many fun ways to customize your character's combat. There's so many cool challenges. I thought it was better than Arkham Asylum. And yeah. I and I loved Batman. I thought Batman was a great I game. I thought the Batman games are terrific. I thought, and I thought the Spider-Man game blew it out I, of the I fucking did too. water. I thought Spider-Man was amazing. I also don't like superhero games that Me neither. Often. And this one just felt compelling. It had a great story. It was uh it was very lively. It was engaging as hell. It was New York, and it was actually New York, which I also loved. Yeah. There was just so much that felt true. That felt uh, that felt like very real to the Star Wars universe, or not Star Wars to the Spider Man universe. It felt very true to the comics, and it just on top of everything else, it was just so fun to play. Yeah, absolutely. Jumping across rooftops alone when I didn't know what to do, I would just hop through Manhattan. I yeah. was like, "This is so much fun." No, yeah, I you don't have like those realizations of like you're taking a break from the game in yeah. the game without realizing it. All right. All right. Can we do Let's the do one it. that we all know how it's going to go down? Which one? Best RPG of the decade. So, should we just say what our our nominations were? Mass Effect 2, Nino yep. Kuni, Persona 5. Undertale, Xenoblade Chronicles, Nino Kuni, Persona 5. Hmm. On three. One, two, three. Persona, Persona 5. five. Yeah, right, by like a lot. We're moving on. <laughs> You already know. If you haven't played the game, it's amazing. I'm Everything surprised about it's cool. I put Nino Cooney up there, but again, like, if I took away all the things that I bitched and moaned about yeah. it, it's a phenomenal yeah. beauty, amazing. Beautiful. I want my kids to play yeah. it if they play video games. <laughs> I, uh, Mass Effect 2 was one. There are a few games that it's like, these should get nominations, but they're just so hard to fit into any one category. Mass Effect is so hard to fit into RPG instead it's, of action, or vice versa. To me, it's an RPG. It's an updated version of Star Wars Old Republic. That's yeah. how I envision it. That's how I take it. That's yeah. how they kind of pitch it, in a way. Yeah. Um, but all the characters in Mass Effect 2 are so Amazing. cool. The, the, the main character, the villains are really great. Like, through and through, I thought Mass Effect 2 was an awesome experience. It's a terrific game. Um, but uh, Nino Kuni, again, like, that's an amazing yeah. game. But Persona 5 is Just so the much best going one. on for it. If Persona 5, if it didn't over-sexualize female characters, I think might be a perfect game. Yeah. But ex but for that one thing, we're just like, this is so gross. That's the worst. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the best multiplayer game. Okay. 
specifically just the online portion. Man, I did not realize how much I like this game, but this this is going to get me because people are like, Keith, quit saying that fucking game. Multiplayer, here's my reason behind it. The Last of Us. Really? The Last of Us has a very fun, interesting, different take on multiplayer. It does. And also what's interesting about it is that it gives you objectives for when you go into multiplayer yeah. games. So what it is is you're in charge of your group. You get to choose the Fireflies or um, the Bad Dudes. Yeah. Um, and essentially what it is is like you're in charge of survivors. They're like, you have to get this many points if you want to feed and get rations yeah. for everyone tonight. So I'm like, oh, it's like you literally progress through it. So it's not just you mindlessly killing people mm -hmm. and also each weapon it's kind of like it takes down points where it's like if you get shot with this weapon it takes down three points yeah and so it just goes by that so it's like if i get shot this weapon three times i'm going down yeah somebody has to revive me the most horrific multiplayer game oh it's i've ever played in my life settling it because it, it's not everybody's running around shooting each other everyone's sneaking hiding. and hiding so you're just like looking for people and somebody just come behind you and stab you in the neck really quickly yeah. and the game's like you're just like you're out it's vicious the or, first time you played it in front of me some you cracked somebody's head over tile and the sound was so visceral yeah, and real it felt so real so i was like oh i wanted to at least put this on the list and give it its due i'm not yeah. gonna pick it as the best multiplayer game but i wanted to put it out there that's fair the other one rocket league yeah rocket league is I've, I've played rocket league a couple times and again it's like i watch people play who are great at it i'm like i don't know how you do it yeah i'm like i genuinely don't know ninja level how shit, you figured man. it how you can play with another person and figure out i'm gonna launch the ball yeah. midway through the field and you're driving away and you're gonna like drive all the way to the top and go in a yep. circle and come back down and head it with the front of your car i'm like I have no idea how you do that. So no. the teamwork and talent it's a, it's and It's a skill. crazy difficult game to do very well. So that's why I was like, that's a fun and crazy multiplayer game. But the one, I played the hell out of it. I don't play it anymore. Yep. Overwatch. Overwatch, Overwatch to me was the best multiplayer game, essentially, of yeah. the decade. It, to me, was the most popular team building, uh, social aspect of it, of talking to people, who's your main, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I love that aspect to it. Fuck Blizzard. <laughs> uh, uh, but Overwatch was one of mine. Yeah. Uh, Rocket League is a good pull. Fortnite is one of mine, though I don't like the game. I but understand. you're like, you have to like just admit it or whatever, be like everyone loved it. That's Yeah, I mean, I get why it's so big. But my vote for the best multiplayer game is actually GTA V Online. Oh, interesting. Because to me, that has the most possibilities. Yeah. Like, when we were playing you, me, and Mike, half of what we were doing was just dressing up our fucking characters that's literally why i'm like i think gta 5 might be the best game of the Just, decade we were having fun shopping together there's there's guns there's rocket launchers yep. there's like spacecrafts we, and we're like let's go dress ourselves we were playing tron games we were yeah, just driving I around that yeah there is so much to do in gta 5 online and it's a it's pure fucking chaos oh it's like and it's so fun the best way i can describe it to people it's just um it's mario party online yeah you create a character that's your mario party character and you jump into all these little mini games that yeah. you play with strangers and it's just all gta it doesn't have to be like killing people it's no. like you're in tron yeah play tron now <laughs> it's so so much of the fun that we had playing that game was just seeing how we could upset the other people yeah <laughs> like me, me and you playing with Mike, and then Mike would just be like, guys, I found something. And we'd look up on a ceiling, and he'd be rock, he'd be shooting rocket launchers at police helicopters. We're like, no, Mike! 
My favorite is when like he would shoot at cops. He'd be like, Keith, help me. And I'm like, no. Yeah. And I was like walking through him getting shot at. So fun. <laughs> but uh, like you were even saying, like we're getting clothes. That's yeah. the fun part of the game. Yeah. Like that is engaging all on its own. That means it's a great fucking game. Um, okay. Okay. We have a few more categories here before we move on to what I think are the big ones. So let's get out. Let's do fighting. Yeah. Because exactly. I think it's the one that I think everyone. I chose Smash Brothers, Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter V. I'm going with Smash Brothers. Just getting it out there. I'm going. It's Street Fighter V. All the people that love Street Fighter um, are kind of like five isn't it? Yeah, but they like, but it's Street Fighter, so yeah. like they're gonna play it. And I wanted to put it on there anyways because people love Street Fighter, and I just never want to knock from the list. Mortal Kombat, the first one that came out on PlayStation Four, I think ten. Mortal Kombat ten, yeah. Uh, you and I liked that. It Played was a lot the fuck of fun. Um, so I'm nominating that. But then the one I Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's it. Smash, <laughs> Smash Brothers is an obvious uh, selection. Uh, I also have Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three, and I have Injustice two. There are a lot of games that came out. Kind of fighting games are an, enti- are an entire world in and of themselves, where I, it feels like there's a different community playing them. I would prefer to play Marvel Capcom compared to Smash Brothers. Yeah, but if I'm with groups of people, everybody's going to want to play games, Smash. Everyone wants to play Smash Brothers. Yeah. and I totally get that. It's like I get that too. It's the nerdiest, video gamiest yeah. game of all time. <laughs> My vote went for Mortal Kombat 10. Because yeah. I love that they were just like, no, let's double down. Let's make it darker. Let's make it more realistic. Yeah. Let's just go. What made us popular in the first place was the blood code. The fatalities. Let's double yeah. down on that shit. Yeah. And they really did. And it was, I'm not a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Yeah. I love that game. It's so fun. Even the story mode, which is hilarious and silly and just bizarre. I'm like, yeah, I played through it. Fucking great. Yeah. I love that game. I get that Super Smash Bros. is going to be like, the, the pinnacle of it, and I get that that's the thing everybody's most excited for, but to me, the game that I would play above any other in that list is Mortal Kombat 10. I want to play uh, the Joker. I think he's going to be in the next Oh Mortal yeah, Kombat. Yeah, that's oh, coming out. Oh, Jesus. It's can just going to be Joaquin Phoenix, though. actually killing people be horrible to see. Can we do... Let's do it. You pick one. Best soundtrack. Oh, shit. I didn't write that one down. You oh, know what? Shit. But I could come up with them off the top of my head. Let's do it. I'll tell you mine. Go for it. Nominees are Celeste. Yeah. Persona 5, yeah. Last of Us, yeah. Bastion, mm-hmm. Fez. Death Stranding, yep. Celeste, yep. Fez. That's it. That's, That's all three it. Those for are you. the three for me. Like, those are the ones I was like, this is special. Yeah. I'm feeling something. Yeah. I haven't been enticed to listen to any other game music. Really? Since. I'm going to tell you right now, my vote. Well, I should say this first. Bastion has the best single song of any game of the decade with Build That Wall which was beautiful and haunting. And it's one of those in-game moments like Last of Us with the giraffes where you just want to sit there and watch it for a long time, yeah. which whenever I get there, I do. Fez has a complete soundtrack that's beautiful. Same with Celeste. Last of Us has just an amazing main song that yeah. is haunting. Persona 5 gets my vote. Persona 5 up and down is music that I'm like, this is incredible music. You regardless. are going to want to chuck Death Stranding onto that list. I'm sure. I'm listen. I'm I'm not too <laughs> far into it, but it's great. It's great. This is like the that's probably the one game that I think we were talking before we recorded. I'm like, I want to yeah. be able to talk to you about in it in full because you would also be like, yeah, I want to add that shit to the I'm list. A few hours <laughs> deep into it, I'm loving what I see so far, but there's more to check out. But yeah, uh, Death Stranding's. It's not just the songs. 
he picks the most perfect time to play them. Yeah. And you've probably witnessed it yeah. already a little as bit. As soon as the camera zoomed out, I was just like, holy fuck. Every time you came in my room, beautiful. you're like, what are you playing? Is Death Strand. You're like, god damn, this music's good. <laughs> There's a lot of good. I'm looking forward to playing more of it. All right. Shall we get into some of the character stuff? So you want to do side you want to do side characters? I'm gonna do best sidekick of the decade. Best sidekick. I have Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite, mm-hmm. the narrator from Bastion. Interesting. Claptrap from Borderlands 2, mm-hmm. Dogmeat from Fallout 4. Ooh. Cappy from Mario Odyssey. Okay. Atreus from God of War, and Clem from Walking Dead. Those are all great. Thank you. Those are all great. Who was wow. your favorite? Uh my favorites. Because they're all drastically different. They're all drastically different. But the way I chose was the one who I was most protective of. Who, like, emotionally, if they left the game, I'd be like, fuck this. Clementine? Clementine from Walking Dead gets my vote for the best sidekick of the entire decade. Yeah. Because, like, listen, we talk about Lee, but everybody's really talking about Clem. The whole point is we're protecting Clem. We are Lee. We are And we are trying to protect Clem. Clem. Like, that's the entire game. uh, Yeah, the spoiler alert is when you die at the end, I'm like, are you going to be fine? Exactly. (laughs) We're all just worried about Clem. And, like, the different versions, the different seasons of the Telltale Walking Dead answer that question. But it's the main focus of the game, and she's not the main character. I wanted to include Ellie from The Last of Us, but because you play as Ellie and she's badass as fuck, I was yeah. just like, nah, she she gets like hero title. Yeah. So I'm going Clementine from The Walking Dead. Uh, the others are great. Claptrap uh, is maybe my second place, yeah. but gotta go Clem. I have Claptrap. Yep. Zer. You know who Zer is? Why don't I know that offhand? Zer <laughs> is Destiny Santa Claus. Oh, he yes, shows up on yes. fr- or Saturday mornings. He's, he's the uh, he Cthulhu-looking motherfucker. And he gives you a gun. He's just Black Santa Claus. He is. He's very... Very Black Santa Claus. He's shrouded in all... He feels like even if he's not in all black, they shroud him in so much shadow the entire time. Yeah, he's just a literal shadow with a cloak that's like, you want a rocket launcher? I'm like, yes, it's yeah. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> he is like... He is the epitome of darkness. He doesn't even talk, but I'm like, that side... The fun of it is every single time you log on to Destiny on Saturdays, and this also added to is yeah. where's Zer? Yeah. So you go looking for Zer so you can get your gifts and you yeah. get stuff from him. But I liked him a lot. And this is one that threw me that you said dog meat. Mm-hmm. I chose Nick Valentine. Oh, that's yeah. I chose Nick, Nick Valentine's Valentine. a great character. Um I I think Nick Valentine was the best side character of the decade. Nice. For a character who is a synth. So the whole point of Fallout is there's uh, there's the Institute, and the Institute creates these synths. And these synths are basically humans, and everyone's paranoid that these synths don't know that they're synths. They'll just kill you because yeah. they're programmed to do that. Nick Valentine is outwardly a synth. He's he, a first-generation synth, a first, so, so he, he looks like he a robot. He clearly looks like a robot. His like skin is like missing. Like You can tell there's like yeah. a rundown. He's a prototype. But he is the most humanistic thing apart about this game. Yeah. He is the most human. Do you know his... Did you follow his, uh, his storyline through to completion? Because his was... He used to be a human. He was a human cop, and he was killed by a mobster. And they took that guy's like neurological cortex and they put it into the synth. And so he was like, I'm that cop. And he was like, that mobster is still alive hiding in Boston and I have to find his safe house. Yeah. And so you have to go around in all in and around Boston and all the neighboring towns to all these 10 police stations and find these hollow tapes from this mobster 
where he places a bit of the code of how to get into a safe house and where to find it. And then you go, you find him, and you kill him. And Nick Valentine has this moment of like, I'm free, what do I do? And your character is basically like, well, now you get to be you. Yeah. You don't have to be Nick Valentine anymore. You can be your own person. And it's this wonderful view of like, of growth and acceptance of change and this idea that like this guy is now free to be whatever he wants to be and he's been held down by this memory for as long yeah. as he can remember. It's a beautiful story. There's he's an amazing character. There's lots of stuff in Fallout like that. You're like, this is awesome. And then there's a lot that's like, this is one dimensional. Exactly. I don't give a shit. <laughs> exactly. So it's a very hit or miss game. But uh, Nick Valentine to me was the most. That's a great pull. I really uh, like But again, that. like you said, Claptrap was second. Yeah, he's Because he so just made me laugh too much. How about the best villain of the decade? So, I have Voss. Yes, Voss Montenegro Voss was like the best. Oh, my God. Like, it's no wonder that actor is taken off and is getting more stuff. Yeah. David from The Last of Us. Yes. That's the one that made me go, ugh. Yeah. The dude who's, I'm nice, but really I'm a pedophile. I'm going to kill you. And a you. cannibal. I'm going to eat, I'm going to rape you and kill you and eat you. Yeah. And like, that's what he's secretly wanting to do to Ellie the whole mm-hmm. time. So I was like, that dude, fuck. Creepy as fuck. Fuck David from The Last of Us. Yeah. And then, this one was the most confusing. Okay. Comstock. Zachariah Comstock, yes. You never see him until the end, mm-hmm. right? But the world that he's built, yeah. the create the 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 group mind yeah, exactly. that he's created. It's a cult, it's and a you get cult. to see what he's done. And so this dude's like, I'm Jesus slash Santa Claus, yeah. and here is my cult, basically. Yeah. And so I was like, I take away from that dude being like the most evil, because that game felt the most evil yeah. without saying how evil you, they you know, are. <laughs> the thing was, and, and I feel this a lot in our country, and especially a lot growing up in New England, it's the veiled racism of uh, of like proper whiteness. Yeah. Where it felt like a Protestant church that was very racist. Right. And that's kind of the vibe you get throughout the entire game. When things are proper, you're like, yeah, this is like, it's like you guys don't want anybody who doesn't look like you to live here. Well, that's the thing is you walk in, right? And you get baptized. There's all the candles. Yeah. It's beautiful. And then... And then you're like, it's only white people here. Yeah. Like... And then they show the interracial couple and they're like, it's a sin. Will you stone apple, them? Will you stone it's them? It's a baseball. Oh, it's a baseball. They ask you to peg them with baseballs. Fuck that, yeah. It's, yeah, so it's... It is the most insidious kind of evil. It makes you go from, I want to live here to, I need to get the fuck I out of here. I need to destroy this Yeah, place. I need to get out of here like now. Yeah. Uh, I would add Micah from Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah. GLaDOS from Portal 2, and Handsome Jack from Borderlands 2. A lot mm. of twos in here. Who did you pick? Uh, I did Voss. That's I, a, wish, I mean, that's I a wish, good call. I wish he was in it longer. Yeah, that's the that thing. That was my thing. I was like, he left way He dies too, halfway through the game. He, he, they're like, but there's another villain. I'm like, yeah. fuck that dude. Bring Voss yeah. back. <laughs> Voss is the guy. That dude, like, Voss to me was like, I was... It was the first time in a video game where I'm like, fuck, I'm watching acting. Yeah. Like, I am watching, like, this yeah. dude kill it right now. Listen, for all of the shit that'll give the Far Cry series, three and four, the villain introductions, Pagan Min's villain introduction is one of my favorite oh, that's things great. in the world. Yeah, that one's really good. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, he, he almost made my list, but I don't think they used him well enough. I don't think they did either. I thought he was a very interesting mm. character that they just, yeah, didn't do enough with. Voss was my go-to, except that he dies too early. I was like, I can't quite give it to him. Uh, 
my vote goes for Handsome Jack for Borderlands 2. Really? Yeah. He's a hero in prequels. I don't I don't give a fuck about a the prequels. He's a piece of shit in he 2. Is, he is a piece of shit that at times makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. There's a point in this game where I was playing where I was like, yeah, he's a bad guy, he's the villain, the but game, I kind like, of get him. He's funny, he's silly and, or whatever. And then at the end... You're like, fuck this dude. dude. He's like so maniacal yeah. that I was like, oh my God, I am like viscerally upset by yeah. what happened in this game. I can't wait to kill this character. And you're like, I hate him. And then you replay it again. You're like, that's a pretty funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the pony made of diamonds gag where yeah. comes back and I was like, I need to be clear about something. It's not that it's a statue. It's made of diamonds, and it's a lie. <laughs> it's a living, breathing pony that's made of statues. But, but stallion. But stallion. But stallion. It's so funny, so stupid, but when he's evil, he's so thoroughly evil. So thoroughly. I'm just like, I, he is such a good villain. I have to give it to him. So for heroes, Hero. he's the only time I have four. What do you got? Because I have to add him at the end. Okay. Kratos. From God of War. God of War. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because for him to learn, watching him not just be a badass, but him being like a dad yeah. and understanding that. Yeah. And trying to like come to the grips of reality of his wife is gone and trying to understand who he is in this world. Yo, don't be sorry. Be better. Yeah. It's like Ugh. that. So good. Um, and then I chose Ellie as mm-hmm. the other hero. I chose her. I'm like, I don't consider her. A side character. Yeah, no. I consider her, her a hero. Um, and then uh, John Marston. Yep. Red Dead Redemption 2. And then the other one, people could argue he's not a hero, but he absolutely is. Trevor. Trevor? From Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. That dude, same thing. Steve Ogg has now taken off in the acting world good. because he did such a good character good, as Trevor. Because he crushed it. Because Trevor is technically evil yeah he's te- he does meth he kills people like he's crazy but he's your character but no, man but also at the end of the day he does have heart in him yeah where he like because the dude he tortures he doesn't kill yeah you know what he does he drives him back to the airport yeah he goes go home yeah he's like you're a hero go stand up for this go yeah. tell people what happened he's what crazy. our country does mm-hmm. to you and i'm like yeah you're insane you're crazy chaos, but like he's chaos good slash yeah. chaos evil. Like it's weird, but like I still enjoy his heroism. You at the see end of the, the hero in him because that's still at the end of the day. He loves his friends and he like loves people that t- let are nice to him. Like yeah. so that way I'm like you're still a hero. I will add uh, Geralt from Witcher Three. Yeah, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, Shepard from Mass Effect, and Nathan Drake from Uncharted Four. Nathan Fillion, man. Nathan Fillion, good for you. Who who was it? It was Kratos. Yeah. It was Kratos for me. I. It's the same thing. It was the maturity of the character. It was his struggles with being a parent. There's, there, there are moments in that game where he feels otherworldly capable. And then the moments where he feels woefully underprepared are when he has to chastise his son. Yeah. When Atreus learns who he is and becomes a little bit of a shit about it, and he has to put him back in his place without like ruining him. That's where I'm like, this is a very interesting hero. Now. Like, that's the harder tightrope to walk. Yeah. Where he's <laughs> like, I mean, the game starts with you making a funeral pyre for your dead wife, and the whole game he's grieving. Like, the whole, he's just mourning. He's just time. mourning and grieving for the entire game. And, like, just the moments where they're in the boat, 
and like the boat is for story time. Nothing else is. It's such a fine, delicate line that he walks, and it's gorgeous to watch. It's this thing of this in the atmosphere of we haven't talked about your mother yet. Yeah. And like that's the whole game of this air of just like what is the conversation that hasn't happened yet? It's crazy. Keith, I have a category. I don't know if you did this one. It's what? the best level of the decade. I do. I have three. Awesome. What do you got? I have Verdun from Battlefield 1. Mm-hmm. That's literally Mordor. I have New Donk City yep. from Mario Odyssey. Yep. And then this one, because I was like, I, it has to be. It's the only game that I think of does anything like this. Valhalla from Skyrim. Oh, yeah. You go to heaven, yeah. and you fight a fucking dragon a in heaven. Dragon with a bunch of with dead warriors. Dead warriors. And I'm like, that's dope as shit. That's I'm cool. like, that's cool as hell. And I was like, that's an amazing level. Now, I could take in consideration, like, I have the most mechanics. What do I want to play again over and over again? But I was like, what took me somewhere, like, special? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Valhalla did it. Verdun was like, this was real. Yep. This is insane. This is Mordor. New Donk City was such a celebration of video, video games. games. Yep, through and through. But Valhalla was like, I'm in heaven fighting dragons. This is the most Swedish Viking thing I yeah. could probably ever do. It's fucking do. crazy. It's so Nordic. Uh, I have Crossing into Mexico, Red Dead Redemption. Uh-huh. The Final Climb of Celeste. The Moroccan car chase in Uncharted Four. Oh, so all the all the build up, all the like the it's about to pay off levels for you. These kind of levels, Winter from The Last of Us. Yeah, so all like the end of games and Suicide Mission from Mass Effect Two. Yeah, uh, so many. Oh, and and uh, the Blades of Chaos from God of War, which is a scene in God of War that is just like if you've ever played any of the originals. When they're like, you're going into hell, your ice axe won't work. And it's like, I know what I have to do. And gets on the canoe back to into his psychedelic worlds back home. Because the whole time you're like, where's his real weapon? Where are the blades of chaos? And for him, for you to realize that the reason he didn't want his son underneath the house is because that's where he was hiding his old weapons. And then to go into hell and use the blades of chaos, that is a 10-year payoff. That is so satisfying because you feel... If you've ever played the original God of War games and you're playing the new one, the axe is so gratifying and it's so fun it to use. It feels good, but there's part of you that's like, it's miss- this game's missing something. Yeah, My flow is off. Exactly. What is the deal? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, without any tutorial, your flow is right there oh, at your fingertips the again. The moment he like, hits those like chains on the ground, yeah. it's like, ah. Oh. This is so good. So good. (laughs) It's such a wonderful payoff. Everything from getting the blades, just him saying it when he he doesn't even say the blades. Just like I have to return home, you immediately know what's happening. Yeah. And then the entire hell level, you're like, this is fucking perfect. Again, this is a lot for a guy who has never beaten any other God of Wars and was like, this game was phenomenal. Yeah. But still, my vote for best game for best level of the decade. New Dunk City, Mario Odyssey. Just amazing. Celebration. So fully beautiful. So incredibly rich. I mean, the game, the level changes halfway through. Yeah. It's dark and like rainy. You beat the boss. It comes to life. And it's crazy. It's it's filled with great music. It's filled with all these cool platforming things you can do in it. I think if you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, when you play Mario Odyssey, you'll be like, New Dunk City, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't get why it's like his favorite level. Mm-hmm. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Play through it. Play through to the very end. And you'll be like, oh yeah, this is like the best level. Because it like, it moved me. Yeah. It was such a great celebration of video games. It was an homage to what the media can be. And I really loved it. Now guys, do you have Wait, was that one? yours as well? What? Was that your favorite level? Yeah, I do New Tonk City. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah, I have one more category before Which we is- get to the last one. Do it. 
best game that got zero nominations. Oh. Yeah. Who is this? I had uh, Metal Gear, Phantom Pain, Oxenfree, Papers, Please, for me. Mario Galaxy 2. Oh, so you 2. chose best games that you didn't even put on the exactly. list. Exactly. Ah, okay. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Minecraft. Okay, so mine, Minecraft came out in 2009. Did it? Yeah. Oh, I had it out in 2010. I know, I was like, I was like, Minecraft has to be in the sandbox. Ah, it's yeah, too it's early. Not, fuck. It's Because <laughs> I remember playing that like when I was playing junior hockey in mm-hmm. Montana. So I'm like, that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> Damn, just missed it. <laughs> I know. I was like, same thing. I was like, when did Skyrim come out? Oh, barely. Yeah. New Vegas, barely. barely. <laughs> I was like, okay. Can you even count these? Um, I did not pick Three Houses. Yep. Um, I did not pick, uh, what other big, massive, a lot of Nintendo games. Yeah. So Zelda, Breath of the Wild, I didn't pick. Yeah. I didn't pick Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't play Sekiro, so I didn't put that down on any of my choices. Um, I've never really jumped in to any of the Dark Souls games. Right. Because Dark Souls, I think, should be up here. It so should We be. should have talked about Dark Souls somewhere, but we didn't. No. Jesse and I be, don't play Dark Souls. We don't. But, I mean, I respect the genre and I respect the lore. I just can't get into it. But, yeah. It's an amazing series that has amazing art, that has uh, just infuriating mechanics. Bloodborne, I tried to replay Bloodborne. I'm yeah. like, now I'll try playing. I'm like, I don't. It's just not for me. It's yeah. just like, and just not those games are just not yeah. for me. I'm and there's nothing not, wrong. They're amazing video games. Yeah, it's just like, I'm just not that into yeah. it. Uh, but I feel like I was very honest with the games yeah. that I liked because, I, yeah. I will say that Mario Galaxy 2 is a game that Enjoy. we haven't talked about, and that is a big game for the decade. Like, just people fucking go ape shit for Mario Galaxy yeah. 2. Like, the music is crazy good. The mechanics are fun. It's innovative. It's it's a really, it's a piece of art. Is it because most of this decade was Wii and Wii didn't take off as much as the other oh, games? Oh, for Nintendo. Yeah, the Nintendo, uh, Nintendo for this decade was kind of like, we're waiting until Switch. And Switch blew up with two huge games. Yeah. And then it this decade feels very much like the tail end of Xbox 360. Yeah. And then the rise of PlayStation 4. And the rise of PlayStation 4 was meteoric. Yeah, it was, it was more like... Huge. It, it was more like PlayStation 2 was taking a break for five years. And yeah. And then they came back. Because PlayStation 2 was far and above like the most sold console and then like playstation 3 had some good games but xbox 360 was really really pushing it's call of duty was it yeah and you get those on both First consoles so why the fuck would you huge. get playstation yeah. it was like playstation cost like 600 bucks was day, that tr- it was day one it cost 600 dollars xbox was like 400 or something Jesus. like that because playstation was like we'll give you a blu-ray player for people at blu-ray players uh. and so then turn into like whoever can get the most systems out and then gears of war came out Halo came out. Yeah. It was like PlayStation. They did Resistance. That's what it was. They came out the game Resistance, mm-hmm. which was a first-person shooter, which was like Aliens Attack Earth. Yeah. And But they were competing against Halo and Gears of War yeah. and a bunch of other shooters that were on Xbox that were just taken yeah. off. Xbox, Xbox 360, I think, won that console war. Totally. But then PlayStation 4 just obliterated Xbox War. I mean, the Xbox 360, console-wise, just is just shit compared to PlayStation 3. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, they broke all the fucking. Time. I know the red circle of death, man. Uh, every time. So, but yeah, it's PlayStation Four was here to stay, and I don't know. Next generation is going to be different. It's going to be weird. It's it gonna, is. It gonna might be, be the last time we experience PlayStation stuff exclusively on a PlayStation. All right. 
So. Is it time? We've done it. We've done it. We've come all the way to it. <laughs> it's time for the best video game of the decade. I'm just going to read all. Because you had three. I had like 15. I I chose my top three. These are the three that I'm like, yeah, these are the games that I loved the most this decade. Let's you hear tell me you're 15. You tell me you're 15. The Last of Us, yeah. Mass Effect 2, Red Dead Redemption, Skyrim, Portal 2, GTA 5, Bioshock Infinite, Witcher 3, Overwatch, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, God of War, Marvel so, Spider-Man. I, I want you to pick three right now. That I think are legitimately the best of the decade. Those are all games I think we've already all talked about. I want you to pick the three that you're like, these are it for me, for this decade. If I genuinely say what the best games of the decade I think are, yeah, Mass Effect 2, Last of Us, can I pick four? No, <laughs> you Sure. Let's, Witcher, let's throw in four. Witcher 3 and Persona 5. Okay. Okay. Are my top four games of the decade. But all of these, I feel like, again, I picked the games where if somebody said, this is my favorite game of the decade, I would go, totally valid. So, let's get it out, Jesse. Mm -hmm. Say it. What's your favorite game? Because I think I know what it is. Are you reading the, do you have your list? No, I do have mine. Okay. But I want to talk about yours in detail. And we'll talk favorite, about mine, and then we can compare them. My favorite all-around game of the last decade is The Last of Us. It's The Last of Us. It's The Last Over of Us. Over Persona 5. Over Persona 5. Interesting. The Last of Us is a better game to How many times have you beaten The Last of Us? I feel like I've beaten that game like five or six times. I've beaten it like three or four times. I've beaten it on every difficulty. Yeah. Like, that's how much I get into it. I love The Last of Us. This is a problem because I was like, this could be the best action game of the decade. It could be the best horror game of the decade. It could be the best characters. It could have the best level. It could have the best music. This game was probably, if you went down the list, you could make an argument that it was first or second place for five of our different categories. No other game has that. Overall, this game is beautiful. The music is is terrific. The story is so well, moving. Well acted. Well acted, well written, subtle, and like, I think that The Last of Us is maybe the most important game of the decade. Yeah. Because it was the first time in the in the early parts of this decade where people were like, oh, this is art. I remember talking to people about this game who had never played video games and asked them to watch the intro, just like online and then YouTube it. And they did, and they were genuinely moved. Yeah. No game had ever done that to people up yeah. until that point. There were. It's not to say there weren't moving games. It's not to say that no. there weren't important games. But it was like this can be a. Vi this is a video game. Yeah. Yeah. This was the first time that people were like, universally, I think we made art. The most realistic kind of video game. Yeah. That's in a video like. And they did it under the guise of more zombie apocalypse bullshit. And you would tell people this is a zombie game, and they'd be like, all right. And then they'd watch the intro, and they'd be like, holy shit. I just took it. The game was the most real to me, as in, like, mm -hmm. how to aim the gun. Yeah. How you kill people. Yeah. Like, how you get how, killed. How you react. Yeah. How even asking Joel, like, hey, have you been a bad person before yeah. in the past? And he has to kind of admit, yeah, to survive in this world, you kind of have to be a piece of shit. This game does so many things well, and there's a moment at the end and I think we've talked about this in maybe the Ron Funches episode, where the entire game, you're playing as Joel, and a lot of the really vicious shit that Joel does, you see in cutscenes. Yeah. You see him rip a dude's knee apart to find Ellie in a cutscene. You see him uh, shoot the, the leader of the Fireflies in a cutscene. But he walks into a room full of doctors getting ready to operate, and operate on and kill Ellie. And the game goes, 
kill these doctors. Or you don't have to if you don't want to. You have to is the thing. You don't have to. If if you approach Ellie, one of them will try to stop you and you'll stab. Oh, the male doctor. Yeah. And you shoot him and everyone's like, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, and everybody backs off. But the game makes you, as the player, kill somebody who's trying to save the world. Yeah, I didn't even let him finish his sentence. I yeah. was like, give me my goddamn exactly. daughter back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a heart-wrenching story. It's a brutal world. The giraffe scene is this amazing centerpiece of the, of the game. It just reminds you that there's still beauty in the world. But then at the end of the day, it's just all about this guy and his daughter, be it the one who died 20 years ago or the one he found this time. And that is less of a video game and more art. Yeah. And it also happens to be layered on top of a smooth, gorgeous, fun as fuck to play video game. Yeah. Last of Us, best game of the decade. Mm. It wasn't even hard for me. And one of the best DLCs I've ever played. Yeah. Uh, It was great. Um, My three, four, because I'm going to throw The Last of Us in there. Yep. But these three are it for me. I'm pretty sure. You are building up to this hard. Because <laughs> I didn't think these were going to be the ones I put down. What'd like, you get? I'm even shocked by these. Yeah. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Grand Theft Auto. Okay. And Death Stranding. Yeah. Wow. I would have thought Witcher 3 would be on your list. No problem. Here's my reason behind it. Okay. Uh, GTA, again, it's the same guys of like, it's silly, it's jokey, but I've ne- it's such a well- written commentary on life yeah because you have three characters you have uh franklin who is from the poor area you have trevor who's just in meth and stuff and you have michael who's like a fucking millionaire Mm -hmm. and basically the whole point is michael's like i'm gonna show franklin how to get through the world and get on top yeah like how i am he's like hey man i need you to go steal this car and do this and do that Mm -hmm. for me and he's just like, doesn't it feel great to like be moving up in the world? And Franklin's like, kind of feels like I'm still gangbanging, man. Yeah. Like, it kind of feels like it's the same shit. Exactly. Doesn't what other levels you go up in life, it doesn't seem like anything changes. Yep. And like that sort of thing. Or I'm like, yeah, this is a game where it's like people it's like. It's about life. It's like, oh, is that the game where you like kill prostitutes? I'm like, yeah, because it's a game where you can do fucking anything. anything. Yeah. Like, that's the point of the fucking game. Yeah. Like, this is a game not only when it's talking about a commentary, like how much Trevor is like, it's about philosophy and how all these three characters see life differently. Yeah. Um, and even their personality wise and their actions with each other are just like phenomenal and fun and all again, like things you can do in it and personalize the characters for just you. Okay. Uh, Death Stranding to me is. That's a work of art. It, you're going through it right now. So you're witnessing perspective. It's so interesting watching perspective for somebody playing something or watching something for the first time because everything that you watch with Hideo Kojima from the old Metal Gear Solid games, you're like, is this even going to lead somewhere? Yeah. Is it all kind of open-ended? Yeah. It's like he clearly is going to make other Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. So, like, is this even going anywhere? Ocelot's, like, in six games. And he's like, the dad, but he's you. But yeah. he's like your arm, so everyone's like... There's so much in the game that you're like, I bet this doesn't even go anywhere. But it all pays off. It all pays off. And I've never played a game that's so necessary for now. Yeah. For being gaslit by everybody. By, like, the world feeling like right now it's being torn apart. Yeah. Essentially. And you wondering, like, what's the point? Because your whole character, Sam, is like, fuck the earth. Yeah. Is like, I don't care about it. It's not worth saving. It's not worth saving. And this whole game is like, you have to keep going. Like, the point is, things are going to get bad. 
even if the world goes extinct, we've been through so many extinction periods yeah. that we're still going. Yeah. So there's a positive, like, when it happens, it's going to happen. Yeah. And the whole game is like, it's not, hey, things are going to be all right. It's things are going to get real bad. Mm -hmm. But if you believe in it and you want to keep working, things will get better. Yeah. Like, no matter how bad things get. And just from that perspective, I was like, this is amazing. And again, like, every single time you go and you finish a mission, you get some new ability, you get some new item that's like, now you have to learn how to use this. Yeah. They encourage you not to kill people. Yeah. This isn't a game where you're encouraged to kill people. Yeah. This is a game where you're encouraged to help people. Yeah. So even from just, like, innovative side of it, I'm like, I just think was best outlook on life that we could have had for video games in the past decade. Mm -hmm. It's like, Red Dead Redemption 2 came close because I, when I played it, I felt like I was having an experience. Yeah. I was having an You were immersed. I was immersed into it. And it's a game of like that same thing of like, things are just going to get better. And that game, it's just bad. Yeah. It's just shit's bad. Yeah. The whole it game. It just gets worse and, and worse. John Martian is such like a pitiful character that everyone relates to so much yeah. about having so much trust in like let's say like a loved one or a significant other yeah. that this person you're looking up to the whole game is really just fucking with you yeah and you know he is yeah and even john at the end of the game when he's dying is like i did so much for you like i basically love you yeah and you don't love me you like that what Arthur? Arthur. Yeah. yeah, Arthur is just like I love you, and you don't love yeah. me. Essentially, like I've sacrificed my Everything. whole life for you to kill so many people, to rob so many places. And you're just gonna let, and this you're happen. just gonna let this fucker show up and like yeah. ruin us. And like he really feels like he's in charge of John's kids, like making sure that everyone is safe, everyone's like taken care of. Mm -hmm. So I'm like that character just by itself. Now I chose two Rockstar games. Yeah, you did. I <laughs> chose two yeah. rock star games. For game of the decade. Games of the decade. And I thought about every other game. I've played everything else. I'm like, this to me was special. I can go fish. I can mm -hmm. go kill a KKK member. That I can is like my favorite part of the game. There's this like you really want to be good. Grand Theft yeah. Auto is like whatever. I don't feel anything. Red Dead Redemption is like, I wanna be good. Yeah. I don't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Um but these were all games that I needed to take breaks from. So this is the understanding of just like, is this game a really great video game? Or a really great experience. Yeah. And I get stuck with that. Yeah. And because again, I could be like, yeah, Fire Emblem's a great video game. Right. But like, was an experience nah. to me? Not like that. Not like these. Yeah. And I think that's what like made them special to me. That anything to me that like I'm trying to take away from this, things that I liked, were these were all different. Mm -hmm. Like I chose the Battlefield game that's like, let's go back in years. Yeah. Like I chose characters and I chose God of War of like this is the least like God of War game like is comparatively yeah. to the others. And I think this one is just we're getting more mature. The games are getting more mature as we grow. Yeah. Too. So it's like we're gonna show you Resident Evil too, but it's not gonna be the same hokey. No, it's gonna be thing. different. We're gonna grow on it. It's yeah. gonna be different. Um it's the knock against the Pokemon games that have come out. Yeah. They don't grow. They don't evolve. And that's why I th we've done how many episodes on Pokemon? Three? Maybe. 
And I think people hit us up. They're like, when are you going to do the new Pokemon game? And I'm like... The new one is not impressive. But it's like, what do you... It's the same game. It's What do you want us to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. the same shit. People will shit all over Death Stranding, but it's different and it's unique. It's so unique. It's cool. Every character in that game is so well written and so... By the end of the game, you're going to be like, oh, it's, it felt like Hateful Eight of like, yeah. I have to replay this to understand completely. Yeah, I'm, exactly. As I'm watching you, it's so crazy watching yeah. you just look at it and be like, man, that's fucked up. And I'm like, yeah. you don't even know. Yeah, because I have no idea what the, <laughs> what the impetus for any of the actions actually is. Like, the whole time I was playing that game, I was like, man, Mads is weird. And at yeah. the end of it, I was like, somebody give Mads a fucking award. Yeah. Like, that's how it felt at the yeah, end of the game. Yeah, because he's fucking Mads Mickelson. Of course he's like, going to pick something every, great. There's an emotional moment in that game that's going to make you like drop the controller. Yeah. Because you're like, fuck, that's what it's all been building up to. Not understanding it's all building up yeah. to something. I can't wait. And then somebody's like, yeah, but you have to like, sucks to go down a mountain. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing as grinding. And then you're just like, oh shit, trying to sneak through all the BTs yeah. and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, it's pointing at where the BTs are, and it's giving me a thoms up yeah. to let me know that I'm, I'm out, out of, of the way. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's teaching you slow. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and then you're going to get to a point where you're like, that took so long to climb that mountain out of nowhere. Music will just start kicking. You're like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, so good. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Is that your game of the decade? Death Stranding. There you go. Death Stranding, for all the shit that we've all had to deal with to listen to, go play that game, and you'll feel at least like not totally like it's an acceptance yeah it's an acceptance of like the world is shit but it's not going to be shit forever it's in cycles that's beautiful yeah how all long right. was that how that was about we, two hours we talked for two hours, we talked for two <laughs> hours about all the video games that we loved over the last decade and we probably could talk for about eight more but yeah, there's all the games that we took off off the list that yeah we talk about. oh my god we hope you liked it uh <laughs> Tweet at us, hit us up on Instagram, let us know what games you wish we talk more about, or if you agree or what. I mean, just, you can tweet anything else. Tweet, tweet a recipe for your favorite cookie. Do it. Uh, just Don't do that. tweet us about what you like about video games. Tweet us the recipes for your favorite yeah, cookies. Yeah, just tweet us your favorite recipe of anything. That's what we should start doing should from start now doing. on. Yeah, yeah. Tweet us food. Yeah. We're going to get out of here. We're going to go. I'm going to keep playing Death Stranding, and you can actually you can check it out on our Patreon page. Because now we have videos of me playing Death Stranding Jesse's on there. in it. He's in All the right. middle of it. I'm in it. It's going to be fucking crazy. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This, this is a crazy fucking 10-year span for video games. Oh, yeah. But Looking back on it, I'm like, this is, this is, if not the original Nintendo decade, then this is my favorite decade ever. Yeah, that's, this is, that's where I'm at. This is, I love this Nintendo PlayStation decade. That yeah. Be clearly. <laughs> I mean, listen, you guys know our bias. We, I don't care. We put our flags down. <laughs> Keith, you want to get out of here? Let's do it. Let's do it. This has been the best games of the entire decade. And it's time to get the fuck back to sleep or something. I don't know. What we're doing. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.